where you're like, oh, I get it. Okay, they're going to go over there, and then they're going to bomb those guys. And then, like, they go dancing. It's like, wait a minute, what? So those Chinese, that's all they do? They bomb people or they go dance? Well, in movies. Believe it or not, we're doing a podcast. This one's called Unrelenting. It is episode 36, and it is July 22nd of 2022. That's a lot of twos. Yeah, I noticed that when I was naming the episode as well. 72222. Two, 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 two. So obviously so, people should donate something in the twos. In the twos, that would be awesome. So speaking of music, though, who who is the jingle for our show? Who uh, performed it, you mean? He performed, wrote, I don't know. Where'd you get it? My buddy Tom, who passed away about five or six years ago now. Oh, that sucks. Okay, I was going to give him some, uh, you know, credits and stuff for people that won jingles, but apparently ain't going to happen. You know, he does. You know, I've clipped this out a few, the uh, random thoughts, the other show uh-huh. I do. That's also his music. Uh, we spent a lot of time together right before he passed away. Because and you got he, a document with rights to the music. That's cool. He only has wife and he, you know, that was all his estate. Got yeah. It. They have no interest in it, which, uh, public domain music. Right. Awesome. Which I, that's, you know, I've sent it up like, Hey, whoever wants to hear it, he would be more than thrilled that people are listening to it. And, uh, he well, played in a band. Legacy. Yeah. You know, back in the day, like in the 60s, 70s, he played in a band and he's like, for a while they were, uh, co-headlining with bands like cheap trick. You know, of course, they didn't quite make it as far as Cheap Trick did. But he, for years, didn't play because, you know, life gets in the way. And he was like, hey, I'm going to I have some stuff that I've been thinking I'd like to record. I used to play in the band. Ooh, what did you play? Bass? Drums. Oh, really? You you seem more like a bass player. Although, you know, now that I. Do I have a goatee or something? Yeah, kind of. You have the. A uh, very long one. You have that. Which would get in the way with drumming. Um, (laughs) That could be dangerous. Would you have to tie the beard behind your head if you wanted to go drum now? Uh, no, no, it was, it was, uh, it, it wasn't a drum set. It was uh, ethnic percussion. Ethnic. So you play the bongos or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or no, tambourine. Not the I, played the <laughs> I played conga and a variety of other percussive instruments. Gene was, the- I used to have a store, you know, I used to have a store that sold uh, percussion. Oh, you were you were the best damn triangle player they ever saw. <laughs> damn straight. Uh, yeah, this was uh, we did. Um, we did kind of a mix of jazz and polka. Okay, now mm-hmm. that I would like to hear. Yeah, yeah, it 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 was interesting. A little bit of reggae in there too. Jazz, polka, and reggae. What was the name of the band? Just uh, flaming, flaming Jews. <laughs> perfectly makes sense uh-huh because uh-huh. nothing says reggae or yes. polka <laughs> as much as the flaming jews it's kind of a you know play on words with the uh the um you know because that the poland is where the uh auschwitz is and stuff it would totally get you canceled or killed today if that band showed probably. up. probably i mean it was <laughs> It would but not we, be pretty. We, were, uh, we, we played in the sort of, uh, you know, hipster coffee shop circuit. 
that I can see. Mm-hmm. That I can kind of see. Yep. Uh, Amdusha's boosting, saying you look more like a skin flute player. Wow. The trolls are out early in the morning for you this morning. Apparently. I don't know exactly why. Yeah. Were they out last week? I mean, I missed the show last week. I mean, I was in the troll room. and You know, it was a total kumbaya show last week. I noticed. It yeah. was like, and there was a lot of people. It was much more listened to than our other shows, because I think people were hoping for the drama. You did not deliver, and I think they're pissed. I did not deliver. Uh, there was no drama because there was uh, apparently nobody stirring the pot because uh, Memrons and I found out we agreed on just about everything, including that he was an arrogant prick. Was that where well, I think it started? <laughs> yeah. I never said right, arrogant like prick. You. Let's have this great show. Right. Like yeah, that was- he hated me and I, and he was an arrogant prick. And then we tended to agree on everything. It's kind of weird that way, isn't it? I don't know, man. I, you know, I've had him on as a, a guest on Sergene Speaks in the past, much like you as well. And um, other than, again, that initial like off puttingness, he was pretty much on board and, you know, on stuff that I brought up. And I was mostly on board with stuff he brought up. The, the thing, uh, you know, the thing that I gave him shit for in that show, uh, this was like, what, two years ago? was i said yeah what, what's the deal here you're harder to get on the show than than adam is what you know wait wait has adam been on searching speaks yet no that was metaphorical no adam <laughs> has not been on searching speaks but you've asked him yeah multiple times but you oh, actually no, no, no. I, you did get the I, bigger star in that family though because you got tina i did i got tina was the first i when she was on my show she was that was the first show she'd ever been on at all and that now her, now she's a podcasting her. phenomenon she is a phenomenon exactly the show i listen to probably more than even no agenda for all the inside baseball which i mean is it i see now i would assume you know a lot of what they discuss but uh well i i have actually been there for over a year i haven't been to their house i mean occasionally we'll i'll talk with both of them occasionally but um but i i haven't been out there since well, they're Probably so far away now that they've moved out into the hill country. They, well, they're, like, yeah, they're an hour, 30 minutes. That's the drive time, if I remember correctly. Now, is that the drive time if you're obeying the speed limit, or what does it take you to get there? Uh, no, I mean, I mostly obey the speed limit. I honestly, I, I kind of got the whole driving thing fast out of my system years ago. So yeah, same I, here. I'm generally at, you know, whatever most people are. It's usually a little above the speed limit, but not by much. Just the more your uh, eyesight declines, so should your speed. I would agree with that. <laughs> um, I don't have eyesight issues, but I definitely would not want blind people driving fast. No, no. Well, see, so you just got to stay off the road. So we have the whole thing to ourselves. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, the last two times that I got stopped by cops, it was not for speeding. Would you like to discuss what it was for? Well, they don't like people using guns from inside the car. Apparently. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it was. I was gonna say, it come was, to Chicago, yeah, dude, right at home. Yeah, no, it was really stupid shit. It was uh, I got stopped for um, uh, because I didn't have a front plate on my car, oh, and well, then the cops sucks. wanted to check the darkness of my glass. Oh, so wow, so they just thought you were a dick because if they pull you over for tinted mm-hmm. windows, yeah, yeah, pretty unless much. it's totally blacked out and uh, and and even I'm like, here. these are these are factory windows 
Okay, this is not like aftermarket shit. This literally, this car came from Germany with this color window. Oh, well, see, Germans. Yeah. But even here in Illinois. The irony was I was on my way to Fredericksburg when I got pulled over. (laughs) But even here, because of the fact that we're a uh, front and rear license plate state. Yeah, so are we. But they're talking about dropping that to save the state money. That's awesome. (laughs) Because they can't afford an extra piece of tin. That's aluminum. I don't really. Uh, aluminum's gotten in price by about 4X. Well, everything's gone up. Yeah. But like a lot. And it's all coming from China. Um, I just don't like the way front plates look. So I never put them on. Well, the way they usually attach to the car too. <clears> like when I had. It's an afterthought. Right. It doesn't flow with the, the car. Yeah. When I had my 1996 Camaro, it felt wrong because mm-hmm. you had to like drill it into the plastic on the front yeah. of the car. Yeah. Fuck that shit. I know it ruins things. We yeah. don't want to so do that. Every car I've had, I've not had front plates on. Now, are we looking at a uh, spinoff, the Bemrose and Sir Jean show? Is that, uh, is, is, um, is the public came out and demanded I don't think this? Bemrose has the, the caffeine in the system to do. <laughs> to do a show every week with somebody at, at, unless i did it like way 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 later well right then it would be a boozing show which i've always thought might be a fun mm-hmm. uh alternative because i do my shows during the day mm-hmm. and it's been a long time early early on in my podcasting career we did some nighttime shows and uh it's definitely yeah. a different vibe it is a very different vibe you end up getting like you think you're going to record a show like this but you kind of end up getting a show more like the smoker right it turns into a drunken mess Mm -hmm. yeah which isn't necessarily bad but definitely different it's different and it's a different consumption uh or consumed by a different crowd you know or if you do it really late then you end up with a nick the rat which is like what the fuck yeah that's what we used to do on uh blog talk radio back in the day when my buddy was out we would uh, end up drinking and broadcasting you know starting at like one two in the morning and see what kind of calls you got in and there were some good ones so my my first podcast that i did back in the mid 2000s um which is called sec this uh sec not s-u-c-k and uh on that show, we started every episode by the people on describing what they're drinking, and it was always a random crowd. It was very much a uh, Dignation. Yeah, intro. it was a knockoff of Dignation. Yeah, it was. A, it was a bit, here. Here's what it was. It was literally a knockoff of Dignation with guys that have security clearance. Ooh, see now that would have been an interesting show. I thought it was pretty interesting, especially um, the more you drink, the how much of the uh, security yeah, exactly. secrets. Well, I'll tell you, the guy that held his liquor uh, really well was uh, my buddy who's uh, who's at the NSA. And, I would hope uh, so. Yeah. Well, except that this was a funny story relating to that. So, um, so this is a guy that wrote the the Red Book. If anybody's in security knows what I'm talking about, the the original NSA security Red Book. And um, uh. I happened to be in Washington, D.C. for an event. You mean an arraignment? There was something I needed to do in D.C. And so I called him up and he was out there and he's like, hey, let's go grab dinner. 
And he's like, yeah. And then, then I'd only known him like maybe two or three times we'd met at that point at, at a various like security conference things. And uh, like, great. Uh, let's do that. So I know a great restaurant. He's, a, he's like, perfect. Uh, where do I go? And I said, well, um, let's meet at Russia House. Oh, of course. I mean, that's so on the nose for you. <laughs> so we uh, we go to Russia. And then uh, if you've ever been, well, you probably haven't been to the one in D.C., but it's um, uh, it they really go out of their way to kind of, you know, do a dive deep into the stereotype Russian thing. So, so it's like the, a theme from, restaurant from, in that from case. a uniforms of the the waitresses, the waiters to the but were they hot the music playing for the, for the waitresses? Well, were they hot? You have to ask, really. Come Russian on. outfits, or uh, of course. I mean, this yeah, wasn't, we, we had a Russian house here in Austin that's shut down now, and the Russian house here. That I swear to God, I. So this is where I used to do parties all the time. I I block off part of the restaurant for parties. Adam's been to a bunch of them. Uh, I've, I've had a bunch of friends that have come to them. Um, we used to do the the uh, New Year's parties there. But anyway, getting back to this story. So I, I was at that Russian house in D.C. And, uh, you know, we started ordering some food, get some caviar, get a bottle of vodka. Oh, I was going to say it has to be drinking. vodka. Huh? I was going to say it has to be vodka. Yeah, it's, vo- it's real vodka, not the shit that people drink in America. And, uh, yeah, we're drinking long and, uh, he is definitely enjoying the consumption of the vodka big time. Uh, and then, uh, I, I recognized somebody I knew, so I had to go over and chat with them for a while and come back. Um, and you know, we had a fun time eventually, uh, Doug, uh, was a little drunk, I thought. So I, I, I said look why don't you just leave your car just take a cab home um did that and then the next time i talked to him which was probably a month or two later he said man that was a hell of an experience at the i'm like, oh well, glad you liked it he says no dude you know <clears throat> i i thought before we even got there that's like oh is this where i'm gonna get bagged and sent over to russia <laughs> And then, yes, when when I was <clears throat> half a vodka bottle down and then you took off for a while to go talk to somebody else, he's like, oh, here we go. It's it's actually going to happen. I mean, yeah, that is kind of like the scenes <laughs> in uh, The Sopranos. If they take you out into uh-huh. the woods, uh-huh. uh, we're just yeah, it's kind of like, drive. hey, let's uh, well, we'll just meet here. Hey, I'll be back in a little bit. You just hang out here. And a bunch of guys show up with guns and just overkill. But uh, no, I thought that was a hilarious thing. It, he kind of confessed to me later. He's like, yeah, no, I thought this was this was going to play out just like the movies. <laughs> You're like, it could have. Yeah. You should have been yeah. like, you have no idea how close you came to that. That's, Doug, you really don't remember those four hours, do you? <laughs> right. You, you <laughs> don't know what was in that vodka. Uh-huh. Well, vodka being in the vodka is usually all it takes. It's, well, Russian vodka. Yeah. I mean, that'll make your... Uh, synapses kind of stand can't get it in the u.s anymore except for my fridge oh okay well we off to come to your house and open the yeah. fridge yeah it's the only place in the u.s right now with real vodka there was a uh, story and, and i'm sure somebody will ask uh russian standard platinum Ooh, i mean is the platinum better than the gold do they make a gold do they make a silver or do they just they only do. make platinum? yeah they do they have a silver as well yeah 
Um, there's the, the, the platinum is filtered more times. That's the only difference. Uh, which makes and sense. I can't, yeah. I can't remember how many, I think the standard, uh, is, uh, which is silver, I believe is, uh, maybe 20 times the platinum's like 50. It's like the drunk ass college kid, uh, concept, which you can buy the cheapest vodka you can find put it through a coffee filter yeah or the or the brita filters you can put it through the carbon and the brita filters and uh Uh and ghetto it just makes it so much smoother i would say just buy better vodka well yeah or because that filter is more expensive than a bottle of vodka right um but uh it actually does uh for cheap vodka it won't make any difference for expensive vodka right because it's filtering out the impurities well, yeah, because carbon uh, pre- predominantly takes out organic substances, and that's what adds flavor. And so by filtering shitty vodka like Grey Goose, you may end up with something that actually is closer taste-wise to what vodka is supposed to taste like. And a lot of the stuff it's uh, filtering out is also the stuff that causes the hangovers. Correct. Yes. And that's why if you drink pure vodka, you do not get a hangover. See, pure Russian vodka, you drink all day, party yeah. all night, wake up feeling refreshed. Mm-hmm. Why can't we get a sponsorship from Russian vodka? Because you can't buy it in the U.S. <laughs> I mean, that's irrelevant. We have people uh-huh. outside of the U.S. listening. Do we? Yes. Have you looked at the graphs, the charts, the uh, breakdowns? Yeah, it's um, with all of the podcasts that I do. It's very interesting because none of mm. them have a big crowd mm-hmm. i mean most are around a thousand regular downloads per episode which is a very small mm-hmm. podcast but within that sample size you're always getting a decent amount from besides the united states over in the uk the netherlands germany uh there's always some that pop up in very weird countries like mm-hmm. you know iraq and iran um where did you run to which one where did you run to? Where did I run to? Oh, I ran so far away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's early in the morning to do a, a flock of seagulls. Iran. Iran. <laughs> it's pronounced. Not Iran. Iran. Well, that, now you're going to get into the Kiev and Kiev thing again. I, did, I talked about that the other day. Yeah. But there's it, a very it's pronounced Kiev. Kiev. I mean, we've always said because of, you know, the chicken frozen stuff you buy. Yeah. Yeah. That has. Now, why is it just because there is like butter and chives? Why is that a chicken Kiev? Now, did that start in uh, in Ukraine or is this just a uh, appropriations? No. Uh, I think it was a hotel that I mean, most of these food names like Beef Wellington and shit, they're they're all started by hotel restaurants because they need a they need it's something to bring you in. It's called marketing. Yes. You get no forts. Well, yeah, just yeah. like the uh, the Mai Tai was uh, created by Trader Vic's. Was it really? Yeah. That's too funny. That's, uh, I mean, really, it, it's so on the nose. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy, but, uh, we have a very interesting group of people listening, which I like. We do. It's the weirdest thing about doing this, which is as a kid, it was, I mean, I've certainly, I can find cassette tapes of me at like 12 or 14 years old doing the radio DJ thing and doing the talk radio thing into a microphone and and recording it onto a cassette. The concept that you could do this in your home at your desk, like uh, I am now and you are that people are listening from all around the world instantaneously is just, it's wild really. And we thank everybody for listening. 
Especially when you do it live and come into the uh, troll room. Yeah. You know, for those people that are allowed to come into the troll room, sure. I saw you in there on uh, Friday. Did uh, You didn't even mention That's interesting it. interesting because I wasn't in there on Friday. Somebody decided to come in as me, apparently. Right. And then you didn't mention when I booted you out of there again. That's because I wasn't the one in there. I think you were. I don't think so. I, it may be a mystery that nobody will ever know. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But even NPR, I saw an article this morning. The liberal NPR mm-hmm. corruption concerns involving Ukraine are revived as the what? war with Russia drags on. Oh, it can't be I, NPR. There's no corruption. I, 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 NPR. Or is NPR ever wrong? I mean, here's the NPR thing. NPR clearly, clearly licking the boot of Putin. Now I am questioning if Ukraine is actually corrupt, because if NPR says it is, I'm like, wait, I. NPR never is right about anything. Mm -hmm. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky's dismissal of senior officials is casting an inconvenient light on an issue that the Biden administration has largely ignored since the outbreak of the war with Russia. Ukraine's Mm. history of rampant corruption and shaky governance. I know this is NPR. Somebody broke in there and changed the copy clearly. As it presses ahead with providing tens of billions of dollars in military, economic, and direct financial support aid to Ukraine and encourages its allies to do the same, the Biden administration is now once again grappling with longstanding worries about Ukraine's sustainability as a recipient of massive infusions of American aid. Hey, Mr. Zelensky, I think your checks are about to get cut off. Well, he's asking for $100 billion a month right now. Oh, is that all? I could use $100 billion a month. He says that would that that's the amount that the war with Russia has cost his country uh, in lost uh, productivity. And he'd like to get a check for that, please. That would be nice. We would all like think he's going to get it. No, I think he's going to get it. This is it's interesting that this is the ultimate in the liberal media bringing this up. And it's also if you go down a little bit further, uh, they mentioned, you know, these issues which date back decades. And we're not an insignificant part of former President Donald Trump's first impeachment. So now they're even tying Ukraine to Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh I mean, this is the death knell for Ukraine when the liberal Mm -hmm. media in the United States. It'll turn out Ukraine supported Trump and that's it. That'll be the last check. (laughs) They're done. Not only that, but Biden might nuke them. Um, Well, if it kills some Russians, I suppose. Well, there have to be at least one or two Russians in Ukraine. Yeah, I would imagine maybe like 35% of the population, but yeah. See, so it could all be easily explained away, mm-hmm. but this is where, as I've said from the day one on all of this, there's way too much going on for me to tell you anything about what's really going on. Well, that's probably true of every topic. Well, this is true. I, I know nothing <laughs> about nothing. I mean, you sit in the basement all day long. What, what are you going to know? Why would I want to go outside? There are people out there. Exactly. There are there unclean people. Damn, it's vision. hot. <laughs> when it gets hotter, the more I want and to just like hot. stay inside. Exactly. Well, we all kind of want to do that at this which point. Is, yes, which is why last uh, Friday the AC dude was out here. And, yes, uh, and you had to miss the show. Yeah, which uh, is okay because the air conditioning got back on, mm-hmm. and uh, he got me a price on a whole new unit, which they're not cheap now. Which, of course, Biden's America. I don't think they were ever cheap. No, well, not 
super cheap, but they've gone up quite a bit. So I remember ACs running about thirty eight hundred bucks. This, uh, yeah, about four thousand. Yeah. So it's it's not horrible for a three ton machine. That much more expensive than what I recall. And uh, that's a whole house unit you're talking about. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And he tracked the leak down. He came out yesterday because he's like, mm-hmm. did anybody ever try to find out where the leak is? Because if it's a simple leak, then Mm-hmm. you might just be able to fix it and it's in the coil and he's like well you could replace the coil mm-hmm. which is like 500 bucks or something mm. or you can try this magical juice that is basically kind of like a run flat sealant for tires this is kind of a similar thing for the hvac which is a chemical that's safe to go in with the coolant mm. and when it gets when it hits condensation which it will if there's small leaks that it will just seal itself. Interesting. And he's like, it's about 75, 80% of the time it'll work. He's like, but mm. I would try that. He's like, he, he's like, it's not my money. He's like, if you want a whole new unit, get a whole new unit, but mm-hmm. I would try this. Unit. And then, uh, so we'll see where it goes. I mean, it would be much better to do that. What, so did you get a whole new unit or did you get this $80 leak thing? He's going to do the leak thing. The old okay. unit's still working. Cause once you pump it up with the coolant, it works. Which is why he's like, it's your unit. Does it not- work with the new coolant? Because you can't buy the Correct. old coolant anymore. Yeah, so it's, okay. it's a new. The machine's new enough. Oh, okay. That it runs it's on not that. Ancient. Got it. Yeah, because the old stuff. Wow. Yeah, he said uh, he just ran into a buddy of his who had a couple of those uh, tanks mm-hmm. uh, of that stuff, and he's like, "What's that going for now?" And the guy's like, "About oh, sixteen hundred a tank." Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like wow. Like the what are they? The chlorofluorocarbons. The uh, Freon. so bad for the environment you know it's totally not bad for the environment that was that was all bullshit right and he's like there are still you know places that have those old machines so it's like service on those uh mm-hmm. eventually you'll die and uh that that's the only stuff they still use in china because it's cheaper yes yeah, amducious this is the only podcast where we talk about my size of my unit for hours at a time yeah and how much he charges <laughs> right hey what Hey, with the size, the bigger it is, the more it is. I mean, this is not a surprise, is it? Yeah. I mean, it is a pretty old unit that you have to fix because it's not working. It I know. can't hold its own pressure. This is sounding a lot more like me than the air conditioner. Hmm. But that'll be the, hopefully the repair will work. If not, you know, you got to bite the bullet and then I'll just have to ask people to boost way more often if I have to get a whole new. Uh, yeah. The air conditioning boost. Yes. Which would be nice. I mean, it's 90 yeah. degrees. It was like 92 yesterday. And of course, he was out here for a couple of hours. And while doing the leak, looking for the machine had to be off. So it took like the rest of the day for the uh, for it to catch up. But it's all nice and cool right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to complain about the heat because y'all y'all got some heat in Texas. We've had a bit of heat. It's been over 100 just every single day. How do you live with that? I mean, I know Joe Biden's going to do something. Well, about I think more it's wind. coming to an end here because today it's supposed to, it's only 87 right now. It's supposed to be 101. Oh, well, that's like cooling down. Yeah, it's it's in the trend is in the cooling down direction, but it's been I think it peaked at 110. And uh, how cool can you actually get it inside at that point? I mean, I guess you just have so to have. I figured something out. OK, this was mm, this was kind of my fault i guess ultimately in retrospect because remember i was bitching about how the house like that my thermostat got reset by the um by the power company electric company 
to 84 degrees. And I'm like, what kind of idiots or 83 degrees? It was 83. What kind of idiots think that it's appropriate to put a house interior on 83 degrees? Blah, blah, blah. Idiots, 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 idiots. Right. So I talked about. Right. And my my uh, other co-host, Ben, said, oh, well, so that's a that's a four degree difference from where you were. Right. I'm like, yeah, because the thermostat's set to 79. Like, well, have you thought if maybe you said the thermostat's 74, it would have only gone up to 78. That's a sliding scale. Huh. And I thought, well, I mean. But see, here's the here's the maybe. Well, let me finish the thought. So I did that. I put the thermostat on 74. And it's never been above 78 in the house after that. <laughs> but you're not on that. You'd like opted out. No, 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 no. I, I opted out of the, I opted out of the thing, but I still get the, the alerts that come up whenever there's a event that's going to happen. It's just not doing it on my thermostat. But warning. It me. is hot out. So people are running their air conditioning. Yeah. yeah warning. It's hot out. We're going to raise your temperature. Uh huh. Interesting. Um, but that was the the worst they ever got was the 83 when i had the thermostat set to 79 and the reason the thermostat was 79 because uh, in the um uh generally during the day i run it about 76 77 i mean i do keep it warmer than normal because of my pets uh the uh, the reptiles enjoy the warmth you know and so that's i think partly responsible for the fact that it get up to 83 because ever since i i dropped the normal temperature to 74 inside the house the pets have been less happy and sleeping more but it never goes above 78 79 but it shows you the downfall of this allegedly smart system because in reality what it should have done is went oh well you're in the range we want you to be anyway. Yeah, so we'll leave you alone. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think turn everybody I, I up. I think that's degrees. exactly what it was is their expectation is that the average thermostat is probably set to 74, 75. So during this emergency, we'll just bump it by four degrees and yes, it'll be warm, but it'll still be in the seventies. Right. It'll still be close enough. People for those of us that are basically, you know, we love our planet mother earth so much that we always keep the thermostat at 79. Uh, you know, we're ahead of the curve. We got punished. My thermostat is at 70 right now. Okay. Well, you're just, you're a complete hater of the planet. That's I'm offsetting. You know, I figure I'm only going to be here for another 30, 40, 50 years tops. I'm, I'm the one that's like generating the, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the environmental credits that you're wasting well that's good see we carbon offset each other yeah that's exactly right <laughs> now Which, where's my money bitch <laughs> i'm just being offset uh-huh uh-huh i like it nice and cool you like it nice and hot i mean if you well, want to cool they, down they, you get some of that russian vodka out of the fridge yeah exactly i i mean i i didn't mind obviously it being cooler it's just i've had reptiles living with me for a long time and I don't mean my parents. I, was, so. I thought it was going to go with There's, your ex-wife, but that <laughs> yeah, was, it would have right. been a much better joke. Yeah, that would have been. But uh, yeah, <laughs> she's definitely not a reptile. Um, but uh, if she was a reptile, she would, she'd be a lot friendlier. Oh, but uh, whoa, a, lot warmer, a lot warmer, right? A lot warmer. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. A lot cuddlier. Uh, but I did get reptiles because of her originally, because that was a my my first 
uh, reptile pet was actually something that I got her for her birthday. See, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I mean, that broke my brain. Why? Never met a woman that was like, what do you want for your birthday? A reptile. Well, she didn't say she wanted one for her birthday. Oh, is this why we were at the pet store? I was going to say, is this why you split up so quickly afterwards? No, no, no. No, this is this is way 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 later that we get divorced but uh no she uh well first of all she's a veterinarian so you know there is that may explain some things um like unusual pets but um no she thought that the chinese water dragon was the coolest thing ever and so i decided oh that's a good birthday gift and uh now, is it an easy pet to take care of a Chinese water dragon? Relatively easy. I mean, you do have to be sensitive to the temperature and the humidity. So that makes it a little less than easy. But, um, you know, they eat, they eat mostly like grubs and worms and things or crickets. They're, they're carnivorous. So. Oh, so uh, they're, they're evil creatures if they eat meat. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, it's usually it's cool creatures that eat meat. But cool. they're they're fun to watch. They're pretty active. They're uh, they don't require a huge cage. I had a pretty big one for them. I had a it was about uh, three feet by three feet by six feet. Um, that qualifies as a fairly large. Yeah, for two for two of those things. So that was pretty pretty good size. But yeah, they're supposed to. I mean, at the pet store, they said they they live about three four years, and. Uh, uh one of them lived to nine the other one lived to 10 so they seemed happy so they i think they were pretty happy i mean eventually when they died they were blind and just you know old age it's the way we all want to go old age yeah um and then the other one that i i got which i guess wasn't really for her it was more our pet was a um a uh a small snake a ball python and that ball python is living with me right now a little bit bigger uh no they don't really they kind of stopped growing at about six feet um i mean it was a baby obviously when we got it it was tiny but um that ball python she is right now 20 yeah 20 years old living the good life austin texas yeah pretty pretty good life i think you know they moved here from minnesota oh well then uh, they're well, like no, this she, is way that, better that weather pet, that pet moved here from minnesota i guess all the other ones the ones that moved are dead <laughs> um and then the 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 big snake that i have hey uh, now the uh 20 foot one that one i got when i lived in dallas it's like and, a zoo so if you go to gene's house for some russian vodka you can just see the exhibits <laughs> creatures well, from the past the exhibits will see you because they have free reign oh yeah and uh if they decide that i you don't are, believe in cages for carnivores carnivores get to walk around anywhere they want if they don't like your guests oh the guests are in trouble yeah well the guests have to sign the waiver when they walk into the house that makes sense is i'm sure there's a whole system in place here you have to make a video saying there's you a, are, yes there's a microchip as well no that makes sense Mm-hmm. so what do you think about the corruption in ukraine is there any new ukraine news on your side uh 
honestly, I mean, there's been a few videos I've posted in No Agenda Social, but it's mostly just more of the same. That's the category I would put it in. Yeah, which is um, uh, it's a little surprising because now, did you expect this? I mean, I don't remember exactly talking about the length that you expected this to go on because a lot of people thought, well, this was going to be a couple of day thing to a month thing, yeah, and it's now. I mean, people that thought it was going to be that short are idiots um no i i figured that this this would be three months best case scenario and uh probably nine months worst case scenario so we're definitely moving towards the worst case at this point and it's really there's the the media here has kind of i mean besides npr saying that ukraine is uh corrupt npr is infiltrated by trumpers May, wouldn't that be interesting mm-hmm. at least it would be a whole different type of programming for people on that it would yeah for sure we don't want the corrupt people to be getting yeah. our money it's like what do you think's going on but the one thing i did say right from the get-go from the first days is that ukraine will have a line drawn from the northeast to the th- or from the north yeah northeast to the southwest um separating out the portion that is russian controlled and we are almost to that exact thing right now something for people to watch for because it seems like that's about the uh most likely conclusion of all this well it's it's not random because those areas the the southern areas the coast and the uh eastern areas are majority Russian ethnic population. NetNet is bringing up a story that I saw earlier this week. Uh, Twitter blocking Russian embassy over biolab tweets. It was the Russians that were, there was a story that came out and I, I didn't even read this because I thought this was just too bizarre mm. that their theory was that Ukraine was doing so well in the war because they have bio created warriors that they're that they've created made enhanced in a lab with the united states Mm. i'm like this just sounded like pure sci-fi to me i think i watched a movie like that Uh uh-huh i mean there's been a lot of movies like that uh yeah what was it there was uh the one about uh that superhero character what's her name red spider or something i don't know black widow yeah that's the one black widow red spider no sense because she's not really black she's white isn't she very i mean scarlett johansson played in the movies i mean jewish but pretty white enough but i go back to the television show which i'm betting that you watched back in the day which one dark angel oh yeah i worked that yeah sure a young jessica alba and a young michael weatherly Mm -hmm. yeah and the whole concept was she escaped from a facility she had a barcode on her neck right that was mm-hmm. i think the back of the mm-hmm. neck yep. that they were growing the next generation of yeah of fighters and this is basically the story that's coming out now that this is what's happening in ukraine i'm mm-hmm. like i don't buy that because i don't think ukraine's all that uh advanced I mean, if the United well, there, States there's had- actually a TV show. I don't know if it's on Amazon or on Netflix that was about a young girl that was also kind of grown in a government facility to be a super warrior. 
it was a girl's name was the name of the show. Let me see if I can find it while we're talking, but keep going. Was it Nikita or something like that? Uh, something like, well, Nikita was, uh, that was a French movie originally and then turned into a US TV show. Uh, that was about a woman who was actually a drug addict who was given the choice of either life in prison or changing her identity and becoming a, you know, super spy kind of character. And there was a report today that Russia and Ukraine are making a deal so they could export their wheat. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they're working together now. It's all kumbaya. Nothing to worry about. There's no corruption no. at all. Yeah. Um, except for in Ukraine. Right. Well, in Ukraine, that's obviously there's corruption. Um, yeah, there, there's a uh, plenty of corruption way before Ukraine. It was even a country. It was just a region and it had plenty of corruption happening there. It was somewhat known for being a corrupt part of the USSR. And this is not a new thing, this concept that, oh, we're going to grow warriors in a lab. No, I don't think it's. It's basically a Star Wars movie, too, isn't it? All the clones. I mean, this is yeah, the, the Clone uh, Wars. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was, uh, wasn't there even stuff like that back in the 50s with, you know, part of the Superman kind of comic book thing that, that the the Soviets were growing these super soldiers by combining uh, like uh, chimp DNA with human DNA Maybe. and creating men that were 10 times stronger. That would make sense. But this is now the claim that's being put out there, which I, I don't know. That uh, seems a little far-fetched, although mm -hmm. uh, it is Twitter. So hmm. who knows? The, the, which claims being put up? That they're... Uh, the Ukraine and the United States are working together in bio labs to engineer mm. the new fighters. That's why. That's why Russia's losing. Uh, Gigi Guru says Bridget Fonda and NetNed says John Wick. These are names just being thrown out randomly. Yeah, Bridget Fonda was in Nikita in the American version. John Wick is a. Uh, is that a cartoon character or not? Somebody tell me because. Uh, it seems like it probably is a cartoon character before it was a live action show. Yeah, I'm not sure. Hannah. Hannah was the name of the the uh, show that I was referring to on Amazon about the the young girl that was uh, created in the, in the lab uh, and then uh, smuggled out by one of the workers who she then knew as her father, who wasn't really her father. Um, but she's, you know, like uh everybody likes to watch badass chicks because much well, like yeah. unicorns it's a figment of people's imagination wow and if, so if there's any seems, chicks out there that think they can kick jeans ass we will put out together a little fight yeah, yeah pay-per-view <laughs> yeah that would work yeah john yes. wick is keanu yeah so uh yeah, yeah that's in the live action but i i i'm pretty sure john wick was a comic booker or at least a book we'll have to start somewhere yeah, it seems like it should be a comic book. Haley Berry, I think, is also in John Wick. I, I, to be uh, honest, I've only watched it on an airplane. I've never like taken the time to watch the full series of John Wick movies. There's three of them, I believe. But I've seen like bits and pieces on the airplane while doing other things. 
The Troll Room reports it's an original franchise, John Wick. Really? Man. That's shocking. I can't believe that it's shocking. without a without a comic book attached. I mean, they actually had a, a decent writer who came up with a concept that wasn't stolen from somebody in the past. Well, to be fair, there's not much writing involved. It's mostly shooting and martial arts. Well, that sounds entertaining. And it's a lot easier to, I guess, put together those scripts. Yeah, he's like a former hit band type. I don't know. It just feels very comic booky to me. Well, that's a very Gene character, like former hitman, now uh, posing as a podcaster. Wait, did you we know, say too much? Hitman don't go around like fighting people. Hitman, yeah, you don't see them. only have a job if nobody knows what they do. Well, does anybody know what you do? I'm a legitimate businessman. <laughs> exactly. Which is what every hitman's business card says. Totally legitimate. How many hitman's business cards have you seen? A few. Uh huh. I mean, they're not yeah. the they're not the high end ones, mind you. But uh, yeah. So John <laughs> John Wick was born in Belarus. Oh, another place where there's no corruption. And as an orphan, was taken in by the Russian mafia, where he was raised and trained as an assassin. Now, raised and trained way different than biologically altered. I know, right? Exactly. Exactly. Well, Lefem Nikita was not, uh, you know, biologically altered either. She was trained. But this other girl, I think, was biologically, genetically made. And then what, what about Stranger Things? That, that central line, at least in the first movie, involved a, a little girl that was being raised in a facility that had ESP. Yes, I not only, just CSP, I, she had kinetic uh, kinetic powers. I saw most of the first season. Was not a huge fan of the show. I've always been a fan of Winona Ryder. So, I, I mean, I do like watch. that they've uh, they've given Ronnie James Dio some props in that show mm-hmm. in this most recent season. Yeah, but, I haven't watched the new season. I just, I just not really interested. Have you seen the bear yet? I've not seen the <sighs> bear yet. I mean, you have, you've had two weeks. It's only four hours. What are you doing? Uh, I, Adam you know, Curry told you to watch the bear. How did, did you not yeah. listen? And uh, I just have not gotten around to it. What channel is that on again? Hulu. Oh, that's probably why. Yeah. Hulu doesn't. It's. I'm not normally a subscriber of Hulu. It is only on Hulu or, you know, those torrent sites. You might find it on. Uh, if you need somebody to send you a link. I can, anything uh, illegal at all. I can, um, I can do that for you. It's a, it's not the 1989 film The Bear though. No, this is a brand new. It, I mean, and to call it a television series, I think is wrong mm-hmm. because it's eight episodes at a grand total of like four hours. So it's 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 at the thing. the British TV series, kind of right. Which really pisses me off. There's some British shows I really love, and it's like, oh, let's start watching that, and then you yeah, you, and that's it, done. Right. It's like if you find it on a Saturday afternoon. Before, I'm watching it right now. It's uh, it looks like there's a lot of good cooking season here. There is. Yeah, I would enjoy this. There's a lot. I of still cooking. think the number one cooking porn show that's ever been made is Hannibal. That's <laughs> a different kind of cooking. No, it's the same kind of cooking. It's amazing cooking is what it is. Beautiful. cooking. I have the cookbook. Well, the cinematic part has to be really spot on. Oh, my God. It makes just, your mouth water. So good. So good. But yeah, no, I I bought the cookbook from that show. It did get picked up for a second season. So there will be more 
to the bear, whether it'll so is this only a be a British thing. And no, it takes place in Chicago or what? It is not British. It just seems like it's British because it's only it eight episodes. Very, well, but also the actors don't look American. Um, they are. They kind of look kind of British. British. I don't know what the British look is. You know, kind of gay looking men. Oh, and, maybe the the lead uh, character is uh, Jeremy Allen White. I believe his name is. He played. Sounds very British in uh, Shameless, which mm. uh, ran eleven years. That's about uh, Irish people in, in in the South Side of Chicago. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, is there the, a lot of Irish in the South Side of Chicago? There are. There are definitely now, last a lot of time Irish. I drove through the South side of Chicago. I put the windows up. I don't blame I you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know who lives there. You don't want to know. You want to get right through some of those neighborhoods as fast uh-huh. as humanly possible, uh-huh. Uh-huh. which is why I, you know, I've mentioned this on uh, all of the other podcasts I do, but NASCAR coming to Chicago, I'm just waiting for the first driver to get carjacked during the race. Really? That would be the best. Now that would be a hell of an addition to the race. That would be that the ratings but the ends of the death yes. <laughs> they pull in you know it's like uh you know they pull into the pit stop uh-huh. and all of a sudden like five guys with guns come out <laughs> <laughs> jump into the car and grow give me a car give me your keys uh-huh yeah it wouldn't be the that first time would be funny as hell it would not be the first time in chicago and they're they're asking for trouble because this is going to happen next year in july if all things go as planned it's happening over the 4th of July weekend, and it's happening partially on Lakeshore Drive, partially. That's like a totally muggy weekend in Chicago, oh, too. horrible. Yeah. But it's also happening right by, they're going, uh, Pitt Road is right mm-hmm. down the street, which is next to Buckingham Fountain, because, you know, they want that yeah. in, the, uh, in the shot. Yeah. But it's like anybody that normally thinks you want to go downtown over the 4th of July, don't. Do not get anywhere near there. I don't. I've I have been, no idea how they're going to do there it. There in the Fourth of July, you know, it used to be fun. When yeah, nineteen ninety-seven. The, the Taste of Chicago used to be over yeah. the Fourth, I believe. Yeah. I don't know if it still is. It's been a few uh, years since I ventured down. <clears throat> it's been for a that. few years since I ventured to Chicago. It's probably been fifteen, but I used to go there all the time. But having a race through the city streets, I'm just taking bets on: Will any cars have bullet holes mm-hmm. at the end of the race? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if not, it's really not a Chicago race. You think it's dangerous to well, drive they, a race car? Do they car? have the, the uh, routes already mapped out? They do. They have it on uh, NASCAR.com, at least right now, what they're assuming. And as I said, part of this will go down Lakeshore Drive, which means if you have to close Lakeshore Drive for a yeah. week or so mm-hmm. around this race, the people are going to hate it. Hmm. allegedly you now they're talking about going right by soldier field and like as i said pit road supposed to be right by buckingham fountain it's going to be interesting to see what they can pull off uh hmm. and i think they already have contingency plans because they signed a three-year deal but they're already like well if the first year is a total goat fuck then uh mm-hmm. not their words mine then we might move back somewhere else for that uh for those two years hmm um so when i go to nascar it tells me to turn off my ad blocker why would i turn off my ad blocker? i don't know i hate that i love my ad blocker yeah that's i'm friends with them but the nascar site's at least one that says you could just say you know sod off and it'll continue (laughs) to show you the page rather than no no you have to change your settings before we show you anything Uh okay how about i just turned off javascript how's that 
That usually works. Yeah. Okay. I don't see a map. Where's the map? It was right in the article about the Chicago race. If you see a, an uh, article about the Chicago race. I did not see an article about the Chicago race. Maybe they already canceled it. They might have canceled <laughs> it. Oh, here we go. Street racing. They're like, we do not want to do this. This is a really oh, bad yeah, idea. Oh, yeah. There's the proposed circuit. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Interesting. So it's going to go up Roosevelt over Lakeshore down. No, I was really kind of hoping they would somehow get them into Lower Wacker Drive at some point. And, uh, I know, right? I mean, let's use everything we got. Lower Wacker would be fun. So I told you before, I think, I the place I always used to stay was uh, on the Upper Wacker. Uh, and it was, um, God, what was the cross street? It was right across the river from the Tribune, whatever that street is. I don't know. You don't know off the top of your head? No. Okay. But what hotel was it? Uh, Executive Plaza. It sounds like something a very honest businessman would stay at. <laughs> That's what it's called. What? You give me shit about the hotel now? Really? Yes. I mean, I thought it was great. It's like a totally honest businessman, of course, <laughs> would stay at the Executive Plaza. I mean... Where would you stay if you were in Chicago? I wouldn't usually stay in Chicago. Although I heard oh. the uh, the Trump Hotel is really nice. Oh, okay, okay. So I found it. Yeah. Um. So it was the it was off of uh, what street is this? Uh, Michigan, Michigan and Wacker. It's now a Hotel Seventy One. Um. Uh, is it the Hotel 71? It says Mather Tower. The link that he brought me to says Royal Finesta Chicago Downtown Now. Oh. Royal Finesta? Sonesta, S-O-N-E-S-T-A. The Royal oh, Sonesta. Um, 71 East Wacker Drive. That sounds right. I have no name, says the few times I've been to Chicago. I've stayed in Indiana. That's not a bad idea. Not it's, Chicago, man. it's not a bad idea. I think it's the Mathern Tower, according to the map. It's possible. These things it's change names like. and owners all the time. They do. They do change names and owners. And uh, yeah, and I'm sure it hasn't been Executive Plaza for a long time. But what I loved about it is it's right on the bend of the Chicago River, um, right where Wacker, you know, follows the curve of the river. And so... From the hotel, if you have south-facing windows in the hotel, you can literally see straight down the Chicago River. So it's not like at an angle or anything. It's literally just straight down. And then from there, I mean, I used to walk this whole area uh, from uh, from the hotel down to Lakeshore, down to the pier, um, and then over to... Uh, I think there was a Gibson's steakhouse out there. Oh yeah, there's multiple Gibson's yeah. now. They have a they have an Italian themed Gibson's. Do they? Where yeah. uh, they have it's a, they the upper level, as far as I mm. understand it, has a retractable roof. So during the summer mm. on nice days, you have alfresco dining on the upper level. Where mm-hmm. um, when they're smart enough to know there's a lot of usable space that when it hits forty below, they still want to use it. So. Mm. Why not have a retractable roof in a restaurant? Nah, might as well. It's a good idea. Genius, really. Uh, and then coming back, 
uh walked by um what's his face the uh the uh radio announcer guy restaurant oh harry, harry carey yeah harry carey's the announcer guy legendary you, baseball announcer yeah, well you knew how i meant started in st louis made his way to chicago worked on both the south side and the north side he was a bud man that harry carey yep yep never never ate there but walked by it all the time so, never yeah I, you know, I, mean, I, I really back back then chicago was very much a pedestrian city yeah, it was fun. Chicago. I mean, that was mm-hmm. great. I skipped a lot of school in college, which would be, uh, you know, 88 to 92. And because, you know, the, the city was right there. I mean, we went to school in Lincoln Park. So we would just go, hey, do you want to go to class or do you want to go to, uh, you know, Hooters or Water Tower or to the record store? You want to go down to Tower Records? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember going to Tower Records. Dude, I loved going to Tower Records. Yeah. I. I bet you did. I mean, I spent way too much money, but it was like yeah. this was when you actually uh, had to find music and you couldn't just, you know, press a few keys on a keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. I know kids are listening going, what do you mean? Record store. What do you mean? Find music. Uh-huh. These things. I mean, it's like the, the size of this store. I mean, before Tower Records, even there was one. I remember going to uh, downtown. You've been to the Virgin store in New York, right? I've never been to the Virgin store in New York, but okay. I was at a Virgin store in uh, in Orlando right after it opened. Oh, okay. I don't know how big that one was. The New York one was huge. Oh, it's it's amazingly large. Yeah. The uh, Tower uh, Records was great here, but I remember going. My sister also went to DePaul, and she had classes downtown, and I remember going mm-hmm. down when I was in high school and she was in college, so I was maybe like 14 or 15 and just hanging out the whole afternoon in Rose records, which was one of these, you know, even earlier than the whole big tower thing. Mm-hmm. And it was great because you could just find music that you couldn't find anywhere else. And, uh, I enjoyed that a lot more. I mean, I, the convenience is great. You know, you don't even have to mm-hmm. leave your house and all the music just magically shows up on your hard drive, mm. but there was something better. You know, besides the paying for it, that when you had to yeah. go out, and, that uh, was an experience. I like my local store was called Digital Only, and it sold just CDs because uh, I think all other types of music medium was crap. Well, and, and they uh, were a lot easier to store. Yeah, it was more compact. Shelf. But the cool thing about that store, unlike other music stores, was that every CD was opened and like you could listen to it before buying it. Oh, right. Listen. Yeah. We, they they weren't shrink wrapped. They right. were, you know, they, they were like the exiting in ingress and egress out of the store was very inconvenient. Yes. You have to go through a turnbuckle. <laughs> yes. But the flip side is all the CDs were open and you could like bring them up to the cashier and then say, I'd like to listen to these. And they give you a, you know, put them in, give you the headphones on and then you can listen to them yourself. Yeah, I remember a place here that had like eight or ten CD players just sitting in a little kiosk. And And so you could decide what you're buying based on listening to it. Because a lot of stuff that I bought was fairly esoteric. It was not top 40 by any means. I believe that. uh, Yeah, is that a shocker? Yes, the No Agenda Millennial says the gun store with the shooting range in the back is the new record store. And it's always been that way, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, most good gun stores have always had a range in the back. Right, because they're like, oh, and our, the which is, they keep changing the name of it. I think it went from point blank to shoot point blank to mm-hmm. now it's range something or other. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I love when they run this stuff like, oh, come in for a free five shot firing yeah, of this yeah. brand over the weekend. It's like, it's great. Yeah, it's just like a wine, you know, tasting thing. Try before you buy. Gets you to buy it. Yeah. But that yeah, was a great not a, idea. Not a bad idea. With the um, music, that was a great idea. I'm still waiting on apparently the most elusive gun out there. Ooh. Ugh. Which is? Well, I've had this on order forever. And it's just like, apparently they're just not showing up in stores and they're way too overpriced and gouged. If you go on the auction sites, um, I'm waiting on a, um, uh, IWI Galil in, uh, with a nine inch barrel in, uh, seven by 39. A Galil. Uh, let's see. IWI. Let's see here. Wow, those look like dangerous guns. Oh, because they're black. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. That makes them dangerous, right? They look like a they look like an assault rifle, Gene. Why would you want that? Mm. Hmm. What could you possibly need that for except to protect yourself against the animals in your house? Deer hunting. The deer. What are the deers armed deer with? Deer Gene? hunting gun. How horrible that you would kill a deer. What I mean, they can't even fight back. Oh, you never hit a deer, have you? <laughs> no, I have not. But they can uh, absolutely fight back. They'll damage the hell out of your car when you hit them at sixty miles an hour. Yeah, and they'll damage the hell out of you if you uh, if you piss them off. Uh, yeah, I've been pretty good about that. That sounds awesome. I know. I was. I figured I would try a Dvorak and put that right up near the uh, microphone. Uh-huh. A is nice, that soda water? It yes, sounds like soda water. It is. It's uh, Poland uh, black cherry, uh, a polar black uh-huh. cherry, uh, all natural seltzer. Yeah, that's what I could tell by the sound of it, because one of us has good ears. The other one, I don't know. <laughs> I can tell you exactly what sounds good and what doesn't. Well, that was part of the training. I mean, you did sound halfway underwater when you were talking to Bemrose last show. Uh, Bemrose underwater. I think that had more to do with the fact that I was running on three hours of sleep. That might be because you sound way better today. Yeah. That was not a function of technology. Unfortunately, that was a function of the, the vocal cords. So when you said you gave uh, Bemrose an extra hour and pushed everything back, that was more for you than being nice to Bemrose. Okay. I mean, it was really for both of us. <laughs> um, no, I was just happened to be up until 5 a.m. that day, and then uh, I had to record with Bemrose. Just you know, you had to, after. right? That is, uh, so you were probably up. Well, I did 5 have to because that was my slot that I was told was the slot that I can't go over time with. So, you know, well, because you know, on uh, Fridays, we do have the on the no agenda stream, Adam Curry and Dave Jones come on at I don't know what that is, noon or one or something like that. It's yeah. called podcasting well, 2.0. We just kept going until that started. So I think we were pretty good. I just love that you were so excited that there was more and more people showing up the later the show went. And I'm like, uh, they're here for the next show. <laughs> they're in the queue for the next guys. Yeah. I don't think that show gets a whole lot of live listeners. It gets a not, not like no agenda, but it gets a decent amount. Really? There's a That's dedicated amount told. of people that, uh, 
listen. And it is kind of like work related for a lot of those folks that are in that industry. So yeah. you could probably turn that on at work and be like, Hey, I'm just, I'm learning. I'm learning the new stuff. I'm learning what's yeah. coming in. Yeah. Well, that was, that was the, the, the marketing that we used on that show that I mentioned earlier. Uh, sec this is that we, we kind of sold it as a use this as part of your yearly uh, continuing education credits and rightfully so yeah so then you could get credit for listening to a podcast because most things needed 20 hours to 40 hours depending on what it was per year of continuing education and if you can knock out 40 hours worth of podcast hours that's pretty good so and how long was it before you had the uh, nsa guy bagged and tagged for uh, russia Oh, he can't remember those hours. <laughs> okay. See, that's better. Yeah. If you don't remember some time you spent with Gene, either you had a good time drinking or. Oh, you always had a good time. <laughs> so, see, good time that, guaranteed. That's the plus. Even if you were taken to a secret lab in Moscow and anally probed, at least you had a good time. Oh, all the secret labs are in Ukraine. Oh, really? Even the Russian ones? used to be back in the day. Yeah. You know, it oh, is. Yeah. It's like the United States. You have to have your black ops site not on your soil right you're like you can't be here which is really i've never Uh understood that like Uh uh, nobody can go to cuba but we've got a little base there (laughs) exactly like well why do we have why do they let us have a base there why is that not i mean not that i guess they could fight back i don't know Uh uh-huh uh-huh it 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 raises questions that's uh yeah that was a piece of property that we never returned so that was um inconvenient well i mean I think that it still spends money with Cuba. Like, you know, people have to go out and party and stuff and get prostitutes. Well, see, it's doing good for the economy. Unlike what Joe's doing, doing here. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, um, CNN's Van Jones. I mean, you probably know Van Jones since you're a no agenda listener. You probably heard Van's voice. These, uh, a, what about him? He, he said that uh, under Joe Biden, life is worse for black people. I mean, well, I don't know why this is a surprise. I mean, I'm not sure what that means, because if you if you don't vote for Joe Biden, you ain't black. Right. So I'm pretty sure that he ain't black. He said uh, the walloping of the economy is hurting the black community in a particular way, which, well, it's hitting everybody. But it doesn't, you know, the economy doesn't care about your skin color, Van Jones. But what it does care about is your economic status. And if you are not wealthy, you're having a problem right now. Because, I mean, anybody that's even considered middle class, when you go to fill up your $80,000 SUV and it's a few hundred bucks, you're seeing a lot more money coming out of your pocket. But when you. Yeah, that's true. But isn't it kind of a going, you know, comedy bit to ask people in government? aka rich people on what the price of eggs is and yeah, they have like, no idea uh ten dollars right uh, we're getting there egg? we are getting there <laughs> we're getting there uh, yeah because uh, when you're so isolated from reality that not only do you have assistance but you have somebody that cooks all your meals somebody does all the shopping and oh you're just writing you know or you're not even writing you have a person that works for you that's writing checks for eight and ten thousand dollars to a variety of uh housekeepers and other support staff uh 
yeah, it's totally makes sense why you wouldn't have any idea what the price of ingredients is, because that would mean that you'd have to give a shit and you'd have to actually go to a store once in a while. And understand, yeah, what the cost is for people that have to do their own grocery shopping. Then you see this going up. Right. I mean, I pick my own groceries out on the website and somebody else does the shopping, but I, I still know how much stuff costs. Well, no, I think especially so. And I've had this conversation with people, my mom included, who loves to go to the grocery store because she doesn't mm-hmm. think that doing it online, well, I'm going to miss something or it's mm-hmm. not as convenient. I'm like, I, I see it exactly the other way around. If I yeah. was not shopping online, I could not tell you what the cost of yogurt, for instance, has been. But because I shop online, that price is right front and yeah. center. When you go to the grocery cents. store, who, yeah, who pays any attention when you're going to pick up your, uh, you know, Chibani flip yogurts that I like. Yeah, nobody knows that. Well, that's actually a buck ten. That's uh, that's more expensive. It is. Well, here's the, I figured this one out exactly because one, our Meyer store mm-hmm. used to. Well, they still do every now and then. Maybe not anymore. They were part of a ten for ten deal when they have some ten for ten stuff, and then you get mm-hmm. the eleventh free, which means okay, just slightly under a buck a piece mm-hmm. if you want to buy eleven. The normal price, the retail price at Meyer was a buck twenty nine. That is now mm-hmm. up to a buck seventy nine, for really for one can of yogurt. Yes, and for one can of yogurt, which was why when our other grocery store sent out an email yesterday that they had packs, which are like the family eight packs of those mm-hmm. yogurt for three ninety nine, or just about fifty cents a piece. Yeah, just about a buck. Yeah, you know, so it's like when to well, grab that, those fifty that cents. yogurt. At least as of last time I bought it was a buck ten at the local H E B here. Oh, we'll check it the next time because that is a good way to you I know, can you, check it right now. I mean, I typically looking, do grocery shopping during the middle of the podcast. Right, anyway, looking at one item and kind of seeing what it goes. But with that, the eight pack, 50 cents a piece. And my wife went and bought a couple of them. Yeah. The expiration date was like August 2nd, which means, you know, they're they probably OK. OK. Looking to get so rid of it them. is up to a buck 22 now. Wow. See, that's still a lot cheaper than here. Yeah. And this is the same store that has, you know, the meat prices that I've been sending you. Oh, the crazy food. This is it. And I've talked about loss leaders as well, which is, hey, they get you in, which is why they did this. uh, You know, besides the fact that they probably bought a bunch of the yogurts, they're advertising, hey, come in and get the yogurts for 50 cents a piece. Everybody else got them for a buck 70. And then they're hoping you're going to buy everything else while you're there. I just don't like Germani yogurt. You know, I don't really love them but it's just a quick little snack that it's i mean that i i i've always been you well like i've bulgarian always liked yogurt i i bulgarian yogurt's the best you're absolutely right about that bulgarian yogurt is the bee's knees but when it the comes to flavored yogurt knees. you are 100 bee. years old <laughs> i am uh but the bulgarian yogurt is uh like it's not flavored it's just yogurt it has a yogurt flavor uh but for flavored yogurts i've always really liked the dannon coffee flavored yogurt Ooh, never tried that which you probably can't i was the only person buying it for a very <laughs> long time and i would have to buy it in bulk because otherwise the grocery store wouldn't carry it like, no, uh, and else most has grocery this. stores do not carry it anymore. In fact, Dan and yogurt in general has kind of disappeared off American shelves. Which is weird. There's I remember as a kid, that was, that was the big one. 
Yeah, yeah. There's still some Yoplait, but it, but it, most yogurt has been supplanted by this bullshit Greek yogurt crap, which, which is very different tasting and and it's thick. It's it's like slabby yogurt, whereas French yogurt recipe has a a almost drinkable yogurt. Like it's a it's like a shake milkshake consistency rather than a something you have to eat with a spoon consistency now still with the uh you know the coffee flavored yogurt still on their website so they're making it 22 grams of sugar which is the same as all of these yogurts which yeah i think they're all the same if what i like about the coffee flavored yogurt is it it was a uh like that flavor was through every bit of yogurt it wasn't like there was you know, if you buy strawberry yogurt, well, there's little bits of strawberries, right. but the yogurt is, you know, barely tastes any strawberries. In it. Same thing with most flavorings. The coffee one was just brown colored yogurt all the way through. Which and is your so, body, which is maybe have, the reason why that didn't sell. I don't understand that. Chobani also has coffee and cream blended Greek yogurt. Yes. Uh, it does not taste nearly as good as the Danon coffee yogurt. How about you just take some Bulgarian yogurt and put some uh, instant coffee into it? It doesn't work. No. I've tried. I've You've tried, tried. <laughs> making uh, coffee flavor. It the problem is, I don't know how they do it. I mean, there's obviously some kind of mechanical process that's involved in the food production that does this, but uh, you have to make coffee with water, but you can't add any water the thing you're trying to flavor as coffee flavored because that'll dilute it or it'll just separate it it won't combine correctly so you have to make coffee flavor but it has to be like a non-water-based ingredient maybe an alcohol-based flavor or something i don't know it's not easy let's put it that way the ingredients in the dannon low-fat you which it's really weird the dannon swoosh is pretty much the Amazon swoosh without the arrow at the mm, end. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ingredients in the coffee flavored yogurt, which is cultured grade A reduced fat milk, mm-hmm. cane sugar, mm-hmm. natural flavors, mm-hmm. pectin. Yep, and that's it. Yeah. So well, where's what is what is pectin? I guess I don't know what that yeah, is. Pectin is a, it's a emulsifier, so it it thickens things. It's a it's used often as a thickening agent. Okay, so it's kind of like a xanthan gum kind of thing. Yeah, it it is like a xanthan gum kind of thing. Um, so it's under the natural flavors, which must be where yeah, the coffee's coffee coming is a from. Natural flavor, yeah, yeah, yeah. But which is this is one of the things I remember seeing a video somebody talking about this, which is when you see natural flavors on a label, you should avoid it. And then you start reading labels and realize everything says natural flavors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, where do you get, how are you getting it? You have a coffee flavored yogurt, but I'm looking at the ingredients and nowhere does it say coffee bean. Mm Kind of weird. Pectin is the thing that like makes apples or that that's visible and it turns brown when you cut an apple in half and leave it open and oxygen. Makes sense. Which is why you always want to put a little water on top of your avocados and, uh, Keep the uh, keep the air from them. Yeah, same thing with butter. Keep the oxygen away. It'll last can, a long time. You can time. store butter at room temperature indefinitely if it's underwater. It makes sense. Because mm-hmm. you're keeping it away from the air, which is where the bad stuff is. 
oxygen is a this was on the first episode of femrose talking to sir gene where we talked about how oxygen is the most corrosive killer of of animals on the planet and how the the first mass extinction on the planet happened due to oxygen we should get rid of all the oxygen then um yeah i mean if we want to get rid of pollution that's probably not a bad place to start extinction of the human race oxygen is not a well if, as a side effect oxygen is not <laughs> a uh historically um not a part of the atmosphere it's all because of them damn plants yeah it is because of the damn plants specifically the uh the the cyanobacterium which uh preceded the plants and uh started utilizing um photosynthesis to split up carbon dioxide into oxygen and carbon and then all the excess oxygen which is really a uh you know it's a byproduct of that process ends up just being dumped into the atmosphere as pollution and got to such a high level that it started um corroding and oxidizing all the other living things that were on the planet and uh, that's where the first mass extinction on the planet happened the more you learn oxygen bad yeah it's always been bad it's don't don't we talk about antioxidants all the time yes well if antioxidants are good then what's bad oxidant yeah oxygen's bad <laughs> oxidant it's oxygent. Oxygen, yes. Van Jones says the poor economy is a special heartbreak for African American voters. I don't know how it's more yeah, of a heartbreak. How's it special? Yeah, I, I'm not going to agree with that. He says the pain is more intense. I also disagree with that. Because yeah, again, you're I've talking not been about. been shown that black people have more pain sensors. Well, I, I think what Van Jones is saying is that black people overall don't have money. That's kind of racist, isn't it? It seems that way. Mm-hmm. It seems that way. He says the hope was so much higher. You have a community that came out in high numbers in 2018, huge numbers in 2020, expecting things to get a lot better. And instead, economically, at least. Well, hold up. Didn't, didn't we not have a true. black president for like 20 years? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. We had Barack so It's Obama. already gotten as good as it's ever going to get, guys. It's only going to get worse at this point. Well, and this is uh, the, the sidetrack, but I point to Barack Obama. And Joe Biden is his great vice president. Yeah. Anybody that's complaining about these abortion situation in this country right now mm-hmm. only has to look to Barack Obama and the mm-hmm. Democrats who had the House. They had the Senate. They had the presidency. They could have made like now. any damn law they wanted to. Yep. Well, they don't really have it now because it's too close in the Senate. And you have people like joe manchin they who won't yeah they vote, don't have a super majority in the senate that's true which they did that because they could have yeah, just gone did. and passed yeah. whatever they wanted yeah well and they 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 also did overthrow a legitimate elected government in ukraine during obama well he was doing good there see that's part of his legacy now and that's when joe first got his little grubby mitts into that country this seems to me van jones catching himself though when he says that the black voters expecting things to get a lot better and instead economically at least it didn't come true it got worse so it's like oh you're trying to make the case that other things are better but uh, is it 
Is it really? What's, what's better? Uh, I'm assuming, you know, racial justice and uh, all of this, because we were expecting a lot more from Joe Biden. But, you know, as far as the economy, it didn't come true. And uh, he says, and I think Joe Biden has to take this very seriously. I don't think Joe Biden could take anything very seriously right now. But, yeah, I do find it interesting that we still put a color of your skin meter on whether the economy is hurting you. But if we're going to do that, let's point to the four years of Donald Trump where the economic situation for everybody, white guys like me, and also for black people, also for Hispanic people, the economy got better. Everybody was making more money. Nobody was left behind. Nobody was left out. Things were better across the board. Until Joe Biden came in on day one and said, you know, this Green New Deal bullshit needs to be put into place. So let's attack the fossil fuel industry and make the prices of everything go up and then pretend it was because of Putin. There's yeah, that. The prices started going up way before any Ukraine actions. Oh, it did. From day one of a of a Biden presidency, things started to change for a variety of reasons the main one being we're no longer going to be energy independent as a country and you know when you're not energy independent then anybody can charge you anything i mean i saw that i mean granted i could have probably called five different ac guys out the first time this went bad and the guy that my parents know that came out and you know is doing the work now that i mean i could have gotten a bunch of different prices but when it's 100 degrees out these guys are going to soak you it's be it's supply and demand now if i if i had a uh, cache of uh of the coolant just sitting around well then it would have been cheap but no i didn't and he had it it's supply and demand Hmm. if you have a lot of food in your pantry and your local grocery store raises the prices by uh, 10 times you just don't buy food until you need it but it could take a while for you to have to go out and buy food again. But if you have a, the ability that you, you know, you don't need it, then the raising prices doesn't really, don't really bother you. Yeah. But what you have when everybody needs gasoline and you're controlling it, well, and you go, no, we don't, we don't want to be energy independent anymore. So whatever we weren't buying from foreign countries, you now go, Hey, you know what? We need, we need some gas now. And they're like, Oh, you need it now. Huh? Well, sure. Of course, the price is going to go up. I mean, I don't think Joe Biden understands supply and demand. Well, we know that. Absolutely. How much longer do you think he's going to last? Because, I mean, he says he has Uh, cancer and they say he has COVID. (laughs) Yeah. Cancer, COVID, they both start with the C. I found out the current name of the hotel that used to be Executive Plaza. This has been bothering you, hasn't it? It has, because it's not what you said. It's, It's London House, Chicago. Well, that has nothing to do with Russia. London house. Yeah, would Russia you, house. I don't know. It's a house. Come <laughs> stay in a house. I want to stay in a hotel. Why would you call a hotel a house anyway? Well, it's called London house, which is a, uh, I guess a fancy hotel brand, uh, of Hilton or something. But I'm looking I like, I looked through the photos and I'm like, yep, that's, that's the view that I had, except my room was higher up than this picture. But, Oh, That's well, I mean, they put the you in the penthouse, obviously, because you were a totally legitimate businessman. 
I was in Chicago for doing business things. And the whole website is a video when you open it up. Interesting. I remember uh, back in the days you couldn't do this. Yeah, it used to be frowned on. Uh-huh. It used to be done with, um, what was that technology used to be called? Flash. Uh, flash. Oh, it was god awful. Uh-huh. It crashed your computer. Looks like a nice yeah. hotel, though. And it was right across, yeah, one of the images in, in there is of the, right down the river, like I said, and it's showing the the two round buildings. I forget the names of these buildings. Where the House of Blues is, uh, what are those buildings called? Like the the record stack buildings. Yeah, I know. Where the, well, that's also those are just like mainly like parking garages. I think. No the the first ten floors are a parking garage. The upper twenty five floors are. I think it's a condo. That would make sense. They use that in a movie with a car going over the side. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's where the House of Blues is, right behind there. I saw Uncle Ted at the House of Blues. You said that before. Put on a good show. Came out riding mm-hmm. a buffalo really yes and not like at first like is that real and then holy crap yeah was it real yes so he he carries a live buffalo for the prop for his show yeah, i guess i, I don't mean, think those things are teamable i i did not either so i was like i'm gonna stay a little I mean, bit further away from every, the stage yeah every time i've been to like one of the national parks that has buffalo walking around there they always tell you even if they're like are standing there you don't know what the hell they're thinking. And usually what they're thinking is they want to, you know, hit your car with something. Yeah. That they want to so, commit massive damage to you. Even though they're used to cars and they're used to people all over the place, they tend to get aggressive. There are, uh, let's see, do we have, do we have pictures here? Uh, not necessarily of this particular show, but if you do a search for Ted Nugent ride Buffalo, you will find pictures of really? him on stage riding a buffalo that's nuts yeah well it's ted i mean <laughs> there's nothing that's not nuts I about mean, ted yeah um hmm. i mean he was probably the safest one by being on top of the buffalo it's everybody in the crowd below <laughs> that uh yeah that would be dangerous i just pasted that image for you by the way um let me see if uh ted okay I'm sure people are loving when we're typing search terms in. Oh, it is. This uh, is because the, it's exciting radio. This is great radio. We're talking about Uncle Ted uh-huh. riding a buffalo. We're talking about a hotel that Gene once stayed in that has changed names 14 different times, but it's still there. Now we I'm found out once it's stayed the in London there. I house. stayed there every time I was in Chicago. I would stay there. There is the Gene Nevtuliev suite that you can go there to. Is that. Does Ted Nugent look a little bit like Adam Curry? maybe a little i mean they're both tall yeah tall people all look like yeah i have a very clicky keyboard i just have a really good noise gate so i mean you don't hear the typing i mean we can put a mic on the uh on there but uh if you stay in the surging suite there is a uh, hidden cache somewhere (laughs) in the room which is available Uh, if you like knock three times right the right part of the floor or wall and a thing will come out and uh I remember I had a Ukrainian uh, female companion once there. A Ukrainian female companion. I mean, are we talking call girl or are you actually talking a Ukrainian or is there a difference in your line of work? There's a Ukrainian national. That doesn't answer my question, but okay. 
Okay, well, we have to go to the embassy. So there's a Ukrainian embassy in Chicago. And we have to make a short stop at the embassy. Is it corrupt? And the, is the embassy corrupt? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Like the country. And uh, uh, I remember, uh, I remember uh, I had to drop her off at the hotel because she was super tired. And Well, after and spending went, a day with you, I can understand and why. And I went out partying. Yeah. Yep. But she had a killer body, though. Holy shit. I mean, she was cute, but like the body was the killer thing. Uh, met her when she was 19. And you were uh, 106 at it that time? It was the appropriate age for a female. We, we've already discussed that between 19 and like 22 is your. Yep. That is the sweet spot. Once you're past college, Jean's like, oh, <laughs> no, no bueno. Uh-huh. No bueno. But I posted in the uh, the link to the Ted pictures on top of his uh on top of his mm. buffalo. Yeah. That's cool, man. But uh yeah, for Van I, Jones, man. I'm I'm I feel so a, bad for you. He had a white buffalo in some other pictures. Do they change the buffaloes he's writing or probably the great white buffalo? Uh-huh. I think the the hell there's certain tribes that would take not kindly to writing white buffaloes around. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it would probably be cultural appropriations. The buffalo kind of makes him look uh, small. Well, because the buffaloes are big. Yeah. My favorite type of steak, or actually not even steak, but meat in general, I really like. I just had buffalo meat uh, yesterday. Made some yesterday. Made buffalo hamburgers from Ted Nugent's Buffalo. Nice. Yeah. Had to pay extra for that, but it was worth it. Well, Ted's got a place down there, so I mean, you never know. know. That's why it's Ted's brand Buffalo Burgers. Absolutely. We have more exotic animals here in Texas than the whole continent of Africa. That doesn't seem right. No, because they've all been hunting down to extinction in Africa. Here, there's a whole shit ton of them. Is that, I don't know if that's a, uh, a verifiable number, a shit ton. A shit ton is a technical <laughs> number. <laughs> shit ton. We, we have uh, like uh, herds of 3,000 springbok. They're just okay, rubbing. I mean, well, I know there's like Texas. conservatories and there's the places that people oh, they're go all to for hunt. food. They're not. Yeah. Hunt they're That's what they're for. But they're, uh, I mean, you know, they manage them very well so that they're a thriving population density. And uh, the amount that is called by the hunters every year is the appropriate amount, not what it is in Africa, which is over hunting. And in Africa, they have to deal with predators. And when they're living in a preserve, there's no predators for them to deal with. The predators are all living in a different preserve. It all makes sense. Yeah. But conservation, uh, man. One of the uh one of the parks that I used to be a member of. I don't I haven't been there in ages, so I'm sure I'm not a member because I don't pay for it anymore. But um I want to say it's thirty five hundred acres or something like that. It's a nice little spread of a private property ranch thing. And this one doesn't, isn't for hunting. This is strictly for photography. 
and you can drive through the park in your car. And then um, what and, I, and I hope your always, car is stronger than whatever animal wants to kill your car. I mean, they don't really want to kill your car. There's no buffalo there, but there are a lot of African animals there. And the the worst thing for your car is really the rams. Because occasionally they want to headbutt your car. So you might get a little bit of a impact. But then you'll get a good story. You got a good story out of it. But my favorite animal out there. Um, which they don't have anymore, unfortunately, uh, was a, oh, shit, I can't remember the, the variety, but it, it was a species of uh, zebra. And zebras have a really bad reputation for some reason. People think that they're mean and they're not, you know, friendly. I never had any issues with zebras. I hand-fed zebras all the time. Uh, they, they have the softest noses of any animal. They're super cool. They they're intelligent. I like their coloration pattern. Do you know their their zebras are not black and white? You know that? I did not know that. They are actually dark brown and white. Well, this that, is kind of like the whole thing with what is the color of the eight team van? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's well, dark brown and white. Right. A lot of people think it's black, but no, it's two tone. Yeah, it's, Over it's, the it's, stripe, it's a gray. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always been a big fan of them. Uh, always like to hand feed them and pet them. And um, um, I, I just, I don't know. I, there are other animals that are more typical, kind of like animals that people like to feed, like giraffes. Yeah, giraffes are fun. They get a big purple tongue. It's all yeah, slimy. That's, yeah, that's not my idea of fun. I mean, if you like long, slimy things that are purple, I guess maybe the giraffes would be fun. Barney the dinosaur. That's exactly where I was going with that. <laughs> yes. I love Long, you. You purple, love slimy me. things. We're a happy family. Out. And Barney, I mean, I bet you he's got a big slimy thing sticking out. Let's hope not. <laughs> it's a different. That, that was like pedophilia. Even in the day, everybody looked at it going, that's eh, just not right. It's a big purple dinosaur. What's yeah, wrong with that? Purple dinosaur. Exactly. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole world has gone to shit. I yeah. mean, if you saw the, if anybody paying half attention to the news has seen at least part of the video of the two families now fighting at Disney World, which I just think it's hilarious. I haven't seen that video. I mean, it's all over, man. It's all over. I yeah. don't, I don't have that channel. Tempers running rampant around the country. You can't even go to Disney World where people, you know, expect people not to be a dick. Well, if you were to watch Timcast, you would know that in surveys around America, 80% of the population now thinks the Civil War is coming. And the latest numbers is that 20% of the population has their weapons already ready for the Civil War. I mean, I've got my weapons. I just don't have enough ammo. Well, that's a problem. Boost. I need ammo, man. I need nine millimeter ammo, man. Boost. Now you can get that. That's that's available now. Yes. Yeah. I just need more. I mean, I remember hearing the uh, from Uncle Ted when he talked about getting the ammo delivered to his property in the pallet load. Mm-hmm. I would love a pallet of nine millimeter just to show up. You can order it. You know. I mean, I don't want to pay for it. I would just like it to show well, up. Well, I mean, you, you should pay for it. You don't want to steal that shit. No, I didn't want to steal it. I thought maybe if somebody out there listening owned like an ammo manufacturer that a pallet of ammo could just show up Mm -hmm. and then I would be ready 
for the impending apocalypse. If it showed up. If it showed up. Right. Yeah. If not, yeah. I mean, I've only got a couple hundred rounds and uh, then, then we're screwed. Hmm. I mean, it's enough if somebody breaks into the house, but it's really not enough for the impending civil war. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's 200 rounds. That's probably more than the average Ukrainian soldier. Well, I mean, they're corrupt. They can just trade those bullets for, uh, you know, have you seen food. the video? Uh, I don't know. I posted on Nelson social, the video of the Dutch reporter going through a American weapon bazaar no. in Ukraine. So it's literally set up like a, um, like a flea market, except on the tables, instead of junk, you have, uh, 84s, you have, uh, RPGs, you have, uh, all variety of American firearms. And then on the other side, you've got tanks, you've got, (laughs) I mean, it's just literally, you could buy anything from, uh, in, in armored personnel carrier to a, uh, you know any, any variety of American tech weaponry gear that we're currently paying for to have shipped out there. It reminds me of an episode of Mash where they mm-hmm. went out to the black market to buy back their own stuff, mm-hmm. and they had mm-hmm. all sorts of uh, uh, Blitz as the uh, Stinger missile swap meet. That is would be a great place to go. Yeah, that that's hilarious. I mean, I only have a nine millimeter. I, I mean, can I get Stinger missiles? Is that legal here? In the outskirts of Chicago, I mean, I mean, Chicago probably is yeah. because I don't think your mayor disallows that. True, they would not want to. Well, they would prosecute me because I'm a white guy. Mm. But otherwise, I mean, Stinger missiles in a NASCAR race on the city streets—what could go wrong? <laughs> right now, I would pay to watch that. It's like this is Death Race all over again. Death Race 2000. David Carradine, one of the best movies ever. Like this could be Death Race 2023. NASCAR returns. Have you have you seen Death Race 2000? I don't think so. It was I think it was made in the early 80s, maybe late 70s. I made it. I might have then. David Carradine plays one of the racer dudes, and it's it's literally a, like a race, you know, between people that are going to get killed. It seems like a dystopian future that finally got here. Yeah, I think so. But you have to still watch the bear. I mean, it's, you'll enjoy the bear. And it's only, you'll be like four hours. And you'll be like, damn, I wish there was more of this. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'll, I'll watch it. I just haven't, haven't really gotten around to it. The worst thing about the show was like the last five minutes of the season. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it was a great, great series. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Okay. Yeah. Is pimping easy? I mean, some people say it is. Ask Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. And what does he say? I don't know. You don't know. He would know, though. That's a fail. Okay. So clearly, you don't actually watch No in the Social. Rarely, no. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm there. Rarely. I interact. Yeah. But I mean, I figure people hear enough of my crazy. Uh, rantings to uh mm-hmm. in the audio format do i really need to bring those to the text format well i mean maybe 
Maybe that's I should just start the, doing like that's little. That's where all the Ukrainian news that I post happens to live. But okay, maybe I should do like little five or ten minute videos and post those to No Agenda Social. Maybe. Yeah, people would love that. It would be uh, like a little uh, daily update. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think I follow you on No Agenda Social. I mean, you're uh, you're Sir Gene at at Sir Gene. That's right? correct. I'm at. No, I'm not. <laughs> No, I am Sir Gene, but I'm not at Sir Gene. Oh, who is? Uh, I don't know. Is there a Sir Gene? I don't know. It would be funny if there was. It would be funny. Now that you can't sign up, it's not like people would be like, I'm going to go grab that. Um, there is a Sir Gene, but it's not me. Are you sure? It could just be yeah. a, a split personality thing. No, it's it's my, my pet snake is Sir Gene. Oh, well, that's at, good. Yeah, at Sir Gene. So I'm at at, at Genen. Uh, see, I don't understand what that means. Genen. Genen. It's confusing. Genen. 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 Surging. At, at a lot of Genin. people call you surging. Like uh, surgeon. Yeah, I, I think that's what the auto text to speech converter calls me. Yeah, I don't get the. Uh, we need surgeon. better. I'm a surgeon. AI. That uh, CSB just sent me. A, a little clip of uh, a uh, the transcript because he's uh-huh. working now I guess uh-huh. if you go to podcastindex.org it's going to be if a show has a transcript yeah there a button will appear uh-huh. on the episode over on podcast index you could just download mm-hmm. or look at transcript th- yes which is interesting if you're trying to get a concept yeah. on like what a show's about yeah yeah sure so that's a really cool idea, but the, he sent it to me and it was where I had mentioned CSB and mm-hmm. it shows up fine. CSB, all capital letters in yep. the transcript. I'm like, but every yep. damn time I say R-A-N-D-U-M-B, it, it yeah. screws it up. There's It never comes out correct. That's because it's not a word. Well, but neither is CSB. CSB is just a series of letters. Right, but what I, that's what I see but i spell it out that's what i'm saying when i spell it out on the podcast so people like i say hey random thoughts r-a-n-d-u-m-b it never shows up as the correct letters it's always like an um um is in there and like b b e e it's like come on we need better mm-hmm. ai and the other funny thing is with the amazon or not the amazon sorry the adobe ai yeah it spells darren o'neill differently every time darren and o'neill <laughs> I mean, can you at least pick one i mean i dare the name and o'neill uh-huh. dare and o'neill i mean that seems easy enough i mean i know you can spell darren d-a-r-r-e-n as i do you can spell it d-a-r-e-n i guess i've seen d-a-r-i-n i right they're o-n i've seen as well um o'neill of course there's o apostrophe oh hillary's running again and she looks younger than she did last time well they they put her in a tube or something O-N-E-A-L, then you've got N-E-I-L-L, then you've got N-E-I-L. People really get confused with the two They also L's. gave her blonde hair. Really? Is, is it a new younger? Is it maybe it's a, is it Chelsea? It it looks like more of a Chelsea looking Hillary. Wow. Maybe she's, Ow. maybe she's Why? morphed into her kid. Ooh. Adrenochrome. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That, I hear they do that. Those people. <laughs> those people. Um, You mean lizard people or, uh white people i don't know why you're insulting lizards all the time <laughs> just because no agenda show has taught me 
that the hoi polloi is usually lizard people. You're missing videos of farming chicks getting sprayed with water in white t-shirts. Oh, well, that's something people should be pointed to. You should post well, that on No Agenda these, Social. I did post that on No Agenda Social. You have some great content there. I mean, people should I have follow the best you. content there. People should follow me. If, if you're not following me on No Agenda Social, then you're missing out and you're not giving me enough numbers. So you should be following. How many people are following you on No Agenda Social? 1.1 uh, 1,000. 1. 1,000. That is, uh, is that a lot? I don't know. How many people are? I think you're the most followed person in here. What, what are your No, numbers? Adam and John, well, of course. Outside of then, Adam and John, obviously. Those uh, were automatic, though. That doesn't count. I believe Dame Jennifer still has me beat by quite a bit. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've got I've got 1.8. Yeah. So you got way more than me. But uh, Dame Jennifer, rightfully so, uh, has quite a bit more here. Where yeah, the, uh, the search never works on here. Dame Jennifer, what's her name in the thing? Um, it is just Jennifer. She has uh, who also one point eight. Yeah. I finally caught up. Yeah, I'm gonna overpass both of you guys. She has. I doubt it. She has eighteen thirty eight, and uh, I have eighteen forty three. Wow, take that! I told you, you were one of the most. Rather than Adam and John, obviously. Well, obviously, because it is their, it is their backyard, and we are just honored to be able to play in the sandbox, and get the trolls riled up, mm-hmm. and do the shows. Well, you, but she follows me anyway. Well, so she has good taste, Gene. I think so. Yeah, or it was just followed you so she can remember. So her block you, you're later. incorrect, though. She has way more followers than you. She See, has two thousand fifty. Wait, no, that's not what. Yeah. No, she has 2050. Where are you seeing this? She's following 1838. Oh, see, yes. Okay, it's the next line mm-hmm. down. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm deflated now. Yeah, you are. I got You're... beat. Dave Jennifer beat me, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know That's why. Right. That's so mean. I was That's just trying right. to I'll win. I'll catch up and overpass both of you guys soon. Yeah, this says you. But... Well, I'm, I'm the only one posting on here. None of you guys are. Wait, we're supposed to post? The yeah, yeah. The last understand. post that Dame Jennifer did was January nineteenth. Well, I mean, she's probably busy. Mm-hmm. People have things to do. I mean, I guess you don't, but uh, you got. Oh yes, of, I don't. Says the guy who lives in the basement. Plenty that doesn't of work. Plenty of good content. Uh, but uh, here we have. This is uh, the lovely and talented Dame Jennifer. So, what's pissing you off this week? That's pretty good. Yeah, Yeah. or... uh, Why all the rage? Why all the rage? Yeah. We don't use those. You did that one, or what? We don't use those enough. On Planet Rage. Yeah. Oh, on the Planet Rage? Well, I can't hear that show. At the beginning of the show, with the female voice that comes in over Fletcher's screaming guitar, is Mm -hmm. Dame Jennifer announcing us, which I like. And I Mm -hmm. should really ask her to do that for this show too just to have something like well here's darren o'neill and sir gene because i i hate the whole always having to come in and be like hi i'm darren o'neill coming to you live from a bugger but you know i would it's it's much easier if you have somebody else do the intro and then you could just start talking the planet rage intro is long i get that but it's fletcher we can maybe cut it down i think our intro is a little on the long side it's just borderline it's like 10 seconds yeah 
I kind of like the like five second intros. You're like, hey, here it is. We're gonna put you right on here, and then it's like, don't work, shit, don't work, and then you're into it. My, I can barely remember my co-host's name when I do Sergene speaks. Well, don't you do that by yourself? I do. So it's like, which which personality well, are you no, talking no. to? Dude, what do you mean? No, I don't do it by myself. I do it with uh, Ben, the dude named Ben. It's the enhanced Sergene now with dude named Ben named Ben. Yeah. Until we come up with a new show title and then it'll split off into a brand new show. And I'll continue doing Sergene Speaks by myself. They're saying the Sergene Speaks intro is about five minutes long, according to uh more rock more rack. clearly not listening to the show and saying bullshit there which is the okay. intro is literally five seconds five seconds long well i mean yeah. if you like surging show you want to support surging show i noticed that you and bemrose uh didn't mention any of the donors last week which is okay because oh we couldn't find them because there were none last week well that's why it was not a single one yeah van jones says Which that is, this economy thing is uh really hurting the black community it's hurting the podcasting community uh probably i i i mean you know my stance on it i just i don't think people ought to donate right no donating which is why again our top donator today 25 bucks sir joshua the historian yeah he was a guest on my last sir gene speaks in fact did he uh, donate to that show or uh, no? He stopped donating to that once he became a guest. Well, that's you. That's I guess that makes sense. I mean, I kind of stopped donating to you since I became a guest. You, I think you donated once <laughs> to uh, Grumpy Old Bags. I donated more than once, but yes, I know you tried to give money to Nick the Rat, and he didn't like it. I gave money to Nick the Rat. I didn't try and give money. He just didn't acknowledge it. And I did it again about a month ago. And uh, he wasn't even freaking there. He he ha- he was on Twitch <laughs> with some weird music shit happening and a camera of an empty chair. And I thought, oh, well, I'll just send him some money and say, hey, Nick. And because, you know, maybe give him an opportunity to apologize for the fact that he never said anything last time. <laughs> And then it turned out he was there. And I asked him, I was like, hey, is Nick not here? I, no, he hasn't been here for like half an hour. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, so that I've given them money multiple times and never heard a peep out of him. But I guess that's how it works. He's on the, he's part of the insult comics group. Thank you for sending your money. Please leave a message after the beep and we will get back <laughs> to you as yeah, soon as we can. <laughs> exactly. We'll get back to you never. Sir Joshua says, unrelenting is my drinking buddy, and we are yes, a good drinking yes, buddy. Even that is we- true. I think he enjoys this podcast more than the one he was actually on. Well, I could see that, because then he has to oh, interact oh. with you, and it's like, that's that's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he's uh, uh, he's a good guy. He's, a, uh, he's getting his, I guess, master's in history or something like that, so he's uh, planning on teaching history. Well, see, we um, do need sure good teachers. Level. Yeah, and I have no idea if he's going to be teaching college or high school or what, but I don't think they teach history before high school, right? In our so, day, they sure did. But, well, uh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. But um, today, I, I don't know. They, they teach history now instead of history. Yeah, I think Sir Joshua's the kind of guy to be like, okay, fuckers, I'm going to show you what real history is. Yeah. He might only keep well, the again, job for a week. I know <laughs> because they're going to be like we're not we can't he, have that the the thing the thing that uh, I I thought was fun on the last uh, Sir Gene speaks because 
you know, it's appropriate to talk about the other shows around. I mean, it does. It's because it's cross-pollination. I mean, I think people yeah, should listen to Sir Gene Speaks. But I don't know that John would approve. I think John thinks that anything that dilutes your brand is not a good thing. No, he talks about DH Unplugged on No Agenda every now and then. That's his brand. He knows how the butter is <laughs> bred. Yeah. But uh, having both Josh and Ben on the show with their very Texan accents. How do they get a word in against you, though? That's the question. Well, you have to listen to find out, don't you? Wait, first I'm supposed to follow you on No Agenda Social, then I'm supposed to listen to your other podcast? I mean, that'd be nice that, you know, I mean, if you had a podcast that I could listen to that wasn't like subsonic. Right. Well, I would that certainly would be, do that. That would be Random Thoughts. That would be your favorite solo I used show. To. I used to listen to Random Thoughts, but I just found that they're like, when it shows up on Random Thoughts, I, I mean, I kind of already heard it from O'Reilly by that point. Well, you know, Bill does say a lot of the same stuff, but lately I've heard, I've heard somebody say that. Yeah. Lately it's been great because I've been beating O'Reilly to stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like um, uh, for me scooping O'Reilly. Yeah. And no agenda, which is the, why it's great that grumpy old Ben's is back. And on Wednesday, because we used to always mm-hmm. be a day after no agenda. Now you're a day before. Yeah. A day before is actually way better. But what, why does that make any difference? Cause grumpy old Ben's has nothing to do with politics. It's basically computer gear talk. No, there's a lot of politics somehow. Nah, that much. It sucks its way right in. But we don't have clips. So I think what you're referring to politics is just Bemro's opinions. Well, that never stops. I mean, you yeah. noticed that last week on Unrelenting with uh-huh. Sir Gene and Sir Ryan Bemrose. Yes. There's a lot of no agenda sirs around here. There's I mean, too I, many. I'm, well, and, and on the episode that we just recorded, that I, the last episode of Sir Gene Speaks was, was with sir gene sir ben and sir josh you see i mean and that it's i have the title i just, sirs I just don't use it because uh now did you did you actually buy your title honestly like everybody else or is yours on area no mine was uh mine was purchased and back in the day when it became official i had a couple of donations in that was like 600 and something bucks yeah. And uh, Sir Candinavi and a few other people were like, oh, we need to we need to make me a knight. So somebody did donate on my behalf, like three. Oh, I remember that episode. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then to make that right, it wasn't that long after that. A few months after that, that same amount that they donated to push me over. I donated mm-hmm. in the name of a uh, Sir Net Ned and uh, a couple huh. other people. To yeah, try to, to try to, you know, kind of spread the love around. Back in the day, in the early No Agenda days, uh, when I used to be on right after No Agenda on a live stream podcast with uh, Mr. Oil and uh, Gitmo Slave, uh, I remember that it, and Gitmo Slave kind of ran a lot of the stuff for the infrastructure. I mean, Gitmo Slave basically had, uh, uh, God, I'm blanking out his name the current guy working for him void zero. Uh, yeah yeah so void zero mark van dyke mark yes mark van dyke um and uh <clears throat> in fact i was the one that was telling mike mark mark that he needs to just reach out to adam directly instead of trying to do it you know doing all the work in the background but for another person for another company effectively uh because uh um you get the middleman out 
Yeah, well, I mean, that was kind of getting to that point where the middleman was making Adam unhappy, and Mark had nothing to do with that portion of it that was making him unhappy. I'm like, Mark, just reach out directly to Adam. He'll be very happy to chat with you, and you can explain that you're actually doing all the work, and you can do it for him rather than doing it through these guys. And it was, uh, I forget the name of their company, but Mr. Oil and Gitmo Slave had a, a corporation that basically was the intermediary and Mark didn't have any actual stock in it, but he was the one doing most of the work for free. So it was a, it was a, an interesting story. But anyway, the reason I bring that up is because uh, Gitmo Slave did not uh, have like he wasn't a sir unlike the rest of us and uh so i remember i made a pretty substantial donation in his name to get him up to that level of being a sir oh there you go i mean i yeah i'm very close now to being a baron and i'm like mm-hmm. well do i do i actually go and uh embrace well, Bembrose the- is close to being a duke yeah i think he might be I, he was up to a count or something but I'm thinking yeah. that would also be a, maybe a good way to uh, to get some donations to my other shows. Be like, hey, send it a donation. I'll pick one of you after a month. Everybody that donates mm-hmm. for a month, their names go into a hat. And mm-hmm. I give you a, a no agenda knighthood. Uh, How does that help you, though? Well, anybody that donates to me over a month gets in the uh, drawing. Oh, so you think you're going to get more than a thousand dollars? No, but I mean, the, well, how's that good for you then? Because I would have cash rather than, uh, rather than taking the name. You see what I mean? And I know it's because the, so you're, uh, you're basically selling no agenda knighthood, right? right? At a discounted price at a discounted price. Okay. Maybe. Right. And maybe you would get over a thousand. You never know. Yeah, maybe not a discount price. So you're, you're like a. You're like a money launderer. There is right. I've <laughs> let me give you my email address in the uh it's Darren at Ukraine dot gov. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Everything goes through there. It's you know that, that way the taxes and everything just works out. It's more legitimate that it's way. A totally legitimate uh, operation. What do you know about the Irish lottery, Darren? Come on, tell the truth. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Uh-huh. Also, thanks to Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley for coming in with his monthly twenty-five bucks nice and i looked the podcasting 2.0 for unrelenting i mean we had a couple uh from amducious which was nice just boosting during the show but over the last two weeks of unrelenting twelve thousand five hundred and sixty two sats which is three dollars yeah over Woo-hoo. two weeks over that's two awesome weeks. well to be fair that's just for me so i got three dollars no, you I got three dollars no i i didn't even see it pop up um what uh i saw a donation from you to hurry and the keeper right that was what sixty thousand sats or some shit yeah sixty six thousand six hundred and sixty six yeah yeah that's a lot of sats to be thrown out there i just wanted to say a happy birthday to tina and yesterday Mm -hmm. uh, wednesday rather was two years of rare encounter cold acid and abel kirby's podcast oh congratulations guys and i uh, i sent them because they have a website that tracks how many sats they've gotten from people and it's an, a leaderboard mm. that adds on and our buddy Booberry was at like 330,000 sats or so over the time what is that like a buck no no i i mean then i sent him a 350,000 sats which was like mm. 80 bucks 80 bucks wow yeah. that's pretty good 
But I figured you know, two unfortunately, years. By the, by the time they take that out, it'll be 20 bucks. It's not that bad. I mean, really, if converting it out of the uh, out of the lightning to uh, to the Bitcoin, that is the biggest hit. No question about it. But it's not horrible. And as I said on a previous show, when more and more people start accepting lightning, hey, if I can get mm-hmm. NordVPN with lightning, I'm sure there are other services and other things you can buy directly with lightning as more of these payment processors add that to their, uh, to their line of what they accept mm-hmm. that, uh, it'll work out pretty well, I think, but I had to give uh, a nice shout out to Tina. I mean, she is the podcasting as we talked about earlier, just coming up in the ranks strong She is podcasting. Yeah. Does a hell of a job. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people, if you go back and I know she's worked in PR and all of that. So mm-hmm. speaks well, but if you go back to like my early podcast, I mean, yeah, I sound like addiction. crap. Yeah. Very, just a very good at the, the whole radio. Well, and she's thing. got a nice laugh. Which helps, I guess. Yeah. I mean, don't I have a nice like laugh, Gina? Is that what you're saying? I don't have a nice laugh. Uh, ah! That doesn't really. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't just play a clip from uh, the Roadrunner or Bugs Bunny <laughs> or something, then I would. Woody Woodpecker. You know, yeah. <laughs> one of those uh but yeah i think she comes across very well on the radio obviously adam setting her up to sound good helps but uh i think uh no i think tina was natural i told her that when she was on my show as a guest i'm like oh this is great it's still to date my number one most downloaded episode was tina i believe that Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people, the minute you put a microphone in front of them, they no longer sound natural and it takes time to get used to, but uh, they get self-conscious. Right. But I remember she told me like she was super nervous and she like prepped for that interview for a whole day. And then realized this is nothing. Like, this is just kidding? talking to Gene. Yeah, exactly. I was like, what? What did prep? What do you mean prep? I'm not going to be quizzing you. I'm just talking to you. So um asking the hard questions yeah i i do need to uh make sir, the pilgrimage out to uh fredericksburg here you are listening to sir gene interrogates <laughs> sir but, gene. but i've been trying to spread you know in honor of the podfather and all the stuff that he's done I'm, i was just mm-hmm. trying to spread a lot of those sats that came to me around mm-hmm. in other places yeah no i th- i think that's appropriate i mean i sent her uh on their I think it was their second episode of of um, of uh, Curry and the Keeper. I think I sent them a hundred bucks, and it wasn't or, meant to well, be, you know, satanic. I mean, I know it got a laugh, especially because of all the uh, the religion talk. All the sixes, yeah. yeah. Well, and that that has been a <laughs> drastic change, I think, certainly from when they lived in Austin in in heathen country here. Oh, yeah. Is once they moved out to God Country, their uh, their podcast became way more religiousy. Well, I was just like, you know, thirty three, thirty three, three didn't seem like enough, so I figured I would double that. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, six, six, six. Well, you're the number mm-hmm. of the beast. Although <laughs> it works out because Adam now with the new uh, roadcaster has the button that puts you into the dropping the uh, yeah dropping your voice into Satan level. Yeah. Yeah, although he needs a lisp if he's going to do Satan. You know what? You're just doing some production meetings with him. Let him know what he's doing wrong. Uh, yeah. I'm sure he will take all of your oh, I'm sure suggestions to heart. 
But if you want to help this show out, the thing to do is go to unrelenting.com slash donate and damn yeah, donate. Buy us a roadcaster. Right. Buy us so a roadcaster. And then bitch about how bad it is. Which is probably what I would do. Which is why <laughs> I mean, I know it's what I would do. <laughs> like this is, uh, it, you know, I, I, I here's guess. the problem. It doesn't work with Zencaster. It's a piece of shit. Why wouldn't it work with Zencaster? Because I'm you, just saying. I'm just pretending. You know, right? I like, understand. You'd find every little thing wrong with it. Yes. Yes. And I would just want to re- relate it to the Motu, which the Motu does everything. It literally does everything. It is the best device that's unavailable that you can not get. It'll be back soon once Joe Biden fixes everything. Well, next year. They said next year. Wow. Yeah. There's a new Michelle Obama book. Be sure to pick that up. What's he talking about? What does, did you say, what does he talk about? Um, yeah. Well, I don't want to misgender Michelle Obama. It's called the light we carry. Mm, Discovery. Let's see. Uh, it's, it's all very, it's all like blurred something about uncertain times. Uh, she reflects upon her experiences and shares insights on navigating an increasingly stressful world. You know, thanks to your party. Hmm. Thanks so to your I'm husband's moron vice president. Interesting from the Hill. So in an article on the Hill, they have Supreme Court Justice Hagan warns that the Supreme Court legitimacy is at risk if it strays too far. From public sentiment the job of the supreme court <laughs> is to follow public sentiment no in its rulings apparently i no, did it's not, not realize that but elena kagan has now had a teaching moment for all of us telling us what the supreme court's job really is right not to actually enforce the laws on the books not to decide what is constitutional and what's not is to go along mm-hmm. with the mob rules we yeah. become well, bolder it's, and brightness. You know, she's not liking the decisions coming out of the court and said the legitimacy of the entire institution is at risk. It it needs to be demonstrated to be impartial and nonpartisan by um not straying too far from the public radio sentiment. Let me quote We become bolder in brightness. If you know your light, you know yourself. You know your own story in an honest way. In my experience, this type of self-knowledge builds confidence, which in turn breeds calmness and an ability to maintain perspective, which leads, finally, to being able to connect meaningfully with others. And this, to me, is the bedrock of all things, end quote. Well, I think that's a sentiment a lot of trans people have. Do a little, do a little coffee house snaps. I like that better than the... Uh, the cat calling but either way it works oh you got the yeah that's right. either way it works so i mean everybody will want to be rushing right out to get a new michelle obama book um yeah does joe biden have complications from covid i guess we'll find out by next week there might be a new we may have president kamala harris by next friday we may you never know uh you know i think she's already technically been president once so this will be her second term well when they put joe under yeah Yeah. you gotta pass the reins over correct it's a beautiful thing i just i i'm just counting the number of days left in his administration 
until the country is in complete ruin. Is there a chance for a comeback? How long is it going to take? hundred years. That's kind of a sad thing because, you know, we're not going to be here in a hundred years. Well, you may be. I might be. I kind of doubt it, though. I don't know what your uh, alien lifestyle <laughs> genetic makeup calls for. I don't know. I don't question lots, anything lots anymore. Lots of Bulgarian yogurt. Yeah, that's the secret, how you could live to be a 642 if you just have yeah. Bulgarian well, yogurt. Well, you know, Noah lived to be uh, 1031. Well, he had that big boat. He did have the big boat. And all those animals. Yeah. Methuselah lived to, what, 680, 683, something like that. You know, some people want to take the Bible literally. And... uh there's some uh, problematic things in there for a literal translation. Although a lot of those people, you'll ask just because it was translated poorly from the original. Well, I don't know. A lot of that is also in the original. You got to believe what you got to believe. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's some historical knowledge in there. Just show up at Gene's house. He will school you and give you. An ice cold shot of Russian vodka. Platinum. Yeah. yeah. Russian standard. And will you, what do you, what would you like? Throw some steaks on the Barbie too? Is that when people come out and hang out? Shrimp on the Barbie. A nice yeah. big buffalo steak. I mean, Let's do, do you keep a buffalo in the backyard just to slaughter when you need to? <laughs> just to slaughter. You know that scene in, uh, in Apocalypse Now where they slaughter the buffalo? I remember that vaguely. I haven't seen that movie in like. You should rewatch that scene because that was actual the shot live. That like that couldn't that couldn't be made today because that animal is actually killed. Like, how dare they? How dare they show how dare things they that kill actually the animal? Happened? Yes, uh-huh. yes. I mean, that they were going to kill anyway. Probably to um, no, they weren't. Um, but they may have. But uh, when they were trying to come up with what they're going to do this big sacrifice scene with the i guess i don't know if it's the production crew or, or just people that were there it was like oh you know we we've been, we've got a perfect animal for this this we know exactly what we're going to do and uh the the american i guess crew did not realize that these guys were actually going to chop the head off the buffalo while while they're running a tape as they're running film not tape <laughs> film yes right well yes so that was a one shoot that you know you have one chance to get it right kind of thing uh, but they did have multiple cameras running so they did get from a couple but it it looks very uh disturbing i think would be the word to use even though technically it's probably one of the the fastest way to kill an animal so it's not going to feel any real pain because you're severing its spinal cord as within like microseconds but uh it it looks quite gross when you literally have a, a live animal standing there and you chop its head off gee who would have figured that i don't know i mean we're just not used to it like i'm sure people that do it for a living are totally used to it well that's it and there's uh and i think it's probably arguably a cleaner way to do it than what we do in the u.s which is electrocuting cows to death which doesn't always work before dismembering them completely. Yeah. I think there's something to be said for knowing where your sustenance comes from mm-hmm. and understanding what is being done. Mine comes from Buffalo, but you're not killing them yourself. 
No, I'm outsourcing that. Always a better job to do. Leave it to the experts. Yeah, I'm, I'm outsourcing the uh, growing, killing, packaging, and even delivery. <laughs> Everything short of the my eating. House. <laughs> Probably the cooking on a lot of the. I do. I do cook my. I do cook the buffalo myself. Well, at least that part you've got handled. Yeah. And the buffalo is, uh, like I said, the, the thing I really like about buffalo is it's the appropriate amount of body fat to where you can cook it on a skillet without butter in its natural fat. But the fat content is low enough that it doesn't taste like a cheap burger. Because cheap burgers always have high fat. Well, yeah. You'll notice that just when you're buying ground beef, it's like you want at least an 80, 20. I mean, you want a little bit of fat for a delicious burger but you don't want it to be like buffalo's right around 10 percent. that's nice that's like a 90 10 split for the ground Mm -hmm. beef boom it is a 90 10 split yep absolutely perfect cooking tips with gene add a little bit of vodka we're all having a big barbecue no do not do that because the vodka is extremely combustible no kidding don't put it anywhere near the (laughs) don't put it next to open flame at all ever do not spray it on the grill uh, you can use it as a lamp, uh, like in an oil lamp. I've done that in the past. If you have an emergency lighting need. I mean, if you have an oil lamp that needs to get run and you're out of oil, you could put vodka in there and it will still work. No wick required. It just the evaporative alcohol from the uh, high quality vodka will just burn naturally without a wick. Is there a... Uh Surging speaks this weekend with dude named Ben. Yeah, yeah, we do it every week, dude. Really, it's a regular show. It's a regular weekly show. Amazingly, I'll have to check that out. Does it run on the No Agenda stream? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it does. I've seen Surging think, speaks. I think on there. some uh, some prick that's in charge of that decided to boycott it. You were probably banned. Run it, huh? You were probably banned. I might have been banned, and I have no idea why. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as I know, it's not on the No Agenda stream. Free Sir Gene. <laughs> Free Sir Gene. It will be yes. back next week. Same unrelenting time. Same unrelenting channel. Adios, Mofos. And such. They have the softest noses of any animal.